welcome to episode number 34 of the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. We're here. Yeah, let's do this. I'm Dave Z, and I'm here with Christian, and I'm here with Brandon. And guys, doesn't it seem... It's only been two weeks, but doesn't it seem like it's been longer for some reason? It, uh, hold it, on one second. Hello, hello. Oh, no, you yes. fucker. I was going to say, I, he beat me to it. I was going to say, it does feel like it's been a long time, and I just want to say, hello, hello. Oh, I should have never said anything. I didn't like that shit. I should have just kept it to myself. Every time I open my mouth about I'm anything that I don't every like. show, but it had to be done. I just keep getting in trouble with people. Every time I say something I don't like, I just, I got to be rainbows and butterflies that come out of my mouth. That, that's all there is to it. But yes, it does feel like a long time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if it's because I went away, but now you're saying it. So if you're thinking the same thing. Yeah, crazy. well, you went away. I was away for a bit. There's been a lot happening. And usually we're in a lot more contact with each other. And it seems like that contact was just not there for the last two weeks. So it seems like it's been so long. So I'm just happy to be back. That's the bottom line. Yeah, man. I felt like yeah. I've been off Facebook a little bit. I'd go on it. And then I, I realized I, I haven't caught up on a bunch of things. So you're going through things really quickly, but I haven't been as engaged just because I was away. But now, yeah, you know, we're back in action. That makes sense. The Facebook thing. I haven't really been uh, been on Facebook as much or Skyping Good. as much. Good. Got to live your life, man. So this is cool. you know. And we will be – I mean, Facebook's going to figure in. We're, we have to read things off Facebook. We have the Facebook Live. We got – you know – they're going to be involved. And I got some other stuff, stuff, pardon me, stuff to say about Facebook, some discoveries. Or some stuff. But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I got good news and I have bad news. What do you want first? Yes, bad news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bad news. I got bad news. Gentlemen, we have received two... Um, ratings on iTunes, recent our, 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 our two most recent ratings were not five star ratings. Yes, it's it's finally happened. One okay. one or four, because typically you get the extremes. Holy shit! That's exactly what they were. One and four. Oh really? Yes. Interesting. Yes, we got our first number. The four is fine. The four is fine. You know that's. It was an honest opinion, and it's someone that likes the show. That's uh, whatever. I mean, everything can't be perfect all the time. Four is complimentary. I'm not complaining about that, but the fact that these are our first two, and they came one after the other, you know, it's it's noteworthy. But we have a number. Somebody gave us a one star, and I think I know who it is. Twenty-two shots. Wait, did they write anything with these? Did they write anything with the reviews? Of course they didn't write anything with the reviews. No. You think a pussy like that would say something? No. No, they did the four did the four write someone? Oh yeah, the four did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna read it. Well, I, I mean I don't mind reading them. You know, uh, there's there's a, we have a but we have forty five now. We have forty five iTunes Ooh. reviews. Yeah. American plus the other eight that we know of from overseas. Yeah. So that's not bad for a year's work. Awesome. So who do you but, think uh, gave us the one? I'll tell you who gave us the one. Terror <laughs> You think? Uh-huh. <laughs> you well, think or you know? <laughs> I mean, I can't say. I wasn't there when they did it, but it kind of tied into something. I had another, I had some words with the Terror Threads people. So this is what I get for opening my mouth. But I may as well just tell you what happened. I, I was on Horror Amino where Terror Threads advertises. Remember I told you before, it was no big deal. But 
a girl put up a thing on there. Yep. And I'll, I'll, I'll give her props because, oh, there's a chat right now. This is, oh, okay, it's not them. You know what? Keep saying their name <laughs> and maybe they'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, <laughs> there is a person, uh, a girl, I want to say horror vixen. And she's cool. And she posts on Horror Amino. And she has a, I, you know, I forget the name of her YouTube page. And I will say that next time. I'm not going to look now. But next show, I'm going to give her props because she does good things. She has 10,000 followers. So she does YouTube. Oh, well, yeah. That, that will yeah. Go, typically, people fall for a reason. Yeah. Brandon yeah. has no followers. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandon. Except that creepy dude outside in the bushes. Yes. He's been following me for a while. Some reason, Terra Threads follows him. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, she did something where she was putting like an unboxing and it was, she, she had like five or something shirts. So apparently that, that, that t-shirt company sent her some shirts and she was un- unveiling them and they were cool Halloween shirts and this and that other stuff. So she didn't know what they were. So they were sent to her from this company, you know, so they actually did some business with her and good for her. Like I said, the more power to her. So now she said something, she posted this video. And people were making comments. And, of course, me with my big mouth. Now, yeah. once again, I'm, I'm not an asshole. I wasn't like I, I say – I don't say, oh, their shirts. I'll get to it. Did he say you he know, was going to be nice from that? I was saying that. He's going to be more positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, since the last time I said that, I've had things in my personal life that have left me that I was sick. I had a bad experience in court when I went to California. I had an aunt pass away. I had three people pass away in six oh, weeks. Sorry, I've been. That's- we, we, we knew you were having a, a little bit of a shit time the last... Yeah, you know, and I think that has something to do with it. Absolutely. You know? But listen, I again, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't say anything negative, and I've learned my lesson here. But I just came on, I said one thing, and I, I even complimented them, and it was a backhanded compliment, but I said, <laughs> nice clothes, nice clothes, I said, comma, not such a, a nice company. That's what I said. That's fine. That's, that's all I said. I wasn't like you know, being a, a jerk off about it. So all of a sudden, these people that didn't know how to return a message before when I sent them a message, suddenly they know how to return a message. Yeah. And they sent me a message. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> I'll get you. It says, um, may I ask why you said we're not such a good company? And I told them all, you know, it's because you never responded to us. And then I tried a couple things and I thought, you know, you could have at least said not interested or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's common courtesy. You could have responded. You didn't. And then I had a friend of mine, which was Jill. You know, I didn't say her name, but yeah, yeah, we discussed yeah. it last show. A friend of mine dealt with you and had some bad experiences with you. And then the, then he says, to, complete, to be completely honest, I didn't see any messages from you until I went to send you one myself. I'm not that familiar with the ins and outs of horror amino. As for a friend of yours that used to work with us, are you from Chicago? For you to take a dig at us like this is without knowing us is is pretty uncalled for and completely unfair. His he was really butthurt about it. Again, you mean to tell me horror amino, you get you get these messages. You know when they're coming on. If you have alerts, and this is a company, they know when they have alerts because they respond to people commenting on of their course. thing. Yeah, dude, come on. Don't we're not that naive. So, yeah, but I'll, it, I'll even play devil's advocate here. Even if, even if for some reason he didn't, because I'm not good with uh, with all this stuff. But even if he didn't, and he said to you, "This is the first message I'm seeing," that was a golden opportunity for for this gentleman to to you know start anew with you, and immediately goes on the defensive that he's hurt, and he shouldn't be hurt, especially working for a company. Just like we're not hurt about one star reviews, I think it's awesome. 
Well, <laughs> it, it is. It was it for is. your solo cast. <laughs> <laughs> your your review didn't show up because you were rated lower than mine. The zeros they can't give zeros. Ooh, Nice, awesome. So then I said something else, basically what I just said, the whole message thing, whatever. And then, you know, I sent him the message from Jill. Well, now, of course, with her name off it, I just did a screenshot, and I, and I said basically the thing I read on air last week. And then I said, and that was the friend I was talking about in her experience. So instead of saying anything about this, you know what he said? But having known this, you reached out to us to work with us anyway, very confused. And if I had a problem with you or your company, I would reach out to you personally, not take digs at you in a public forum, really uncool and uncalled for. Then I had to correct him and say, hey, listen, no, she told me this after I mentioned something about you guys. And after you guys made a shit company. Yeah. And then then I, I got some, you know, whatever. And then I said, I tried to talk with you. You never responded. I'm a pretty easy guy to get along with. I don't, re but when I don't receive common courtesy back, I get a little hot. I think that's kind of BS. And basically, he says, seriously, I didn't even know you messaged us. I told you that already. If you knew us personally, you would know we're amazing, easygoing, bunch of super down-to-earth guys, and we want nothing but good for the horror community. However, it's clear you have your outlook on us already, and that's unfortunate. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Best regards. <laughs> See, that's a backhanded response, too. You know what? Here, here's yes. how we'll put it. So I don't come across as like, we have no we have no vested interest or whatever. If you want to buy your shirts from Terror Threads, buy your shirts from Terror Threads. I, I will never stop you. If they have cool shirts, that's great. I don't care. I'm just saying what we've experienced through Dave and, and everything else has not been uh, really pleasant. That's fine. But you guys can buy from wherever. Now, My sleeves I, fell off. The last shirt I bought from them. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'm just kidding. I, I've never bought a shirt. Well, I never will because all the, the Christian said he had a chance to say something and make it right. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. You know, I understand. You know what? Okay, whatever. He could have done something else. He came off on the defense and he was, said then that. he tried to, you know, he wanted to have the last word. And I said one thing, not that I have to have the last word. I just wanted to explain. I said, listen. I can only judge based upon my interactions and what my friend has told me. I find it funny that suddenly you know how to use the messaging here when you had something to say to me. Now, if I was acting like a jerk and saying your product sucks, etc., I could understand you saying it was uncalled for. All I said was it wasn't a good company. I'm sorry that came off as such a bad thing, but I think I had a valid reason for my opinion. It's a shame because we are the same way. All about having fun and are easygoing people. I admit I get a little upset when common courtesy isn't replicated in return of my own. And for that, I'm sorry. And that's how I left it. And then, dare I say, I looked and I checked maybe every three days. All of a sudden, we had a one-star rating. So you do, you do the math. I don't know. Christian will maintain that it's for my solo cast. <laughs> but I will maintain, if I had more listeners and such positive feedback... <laughs> What did Christian's rating on iTunes look like for his solo cast? Can you give like negative stars or what are negative stars? The proof um, is in the Facebook thread. That's all that matters. No. Were, were they Jewish stars? Was it one Jewish star? <laughs> the star of David? If it was one star of David, it was for my solo cast. <laughs> one star of David. <laughs> oh, were they Jewish stars? That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. So listen, no more shaming, whatever. They got it some good cool designs. Off. They got good designs. I mean, you, you okay. check them out. They've got good designs, but 
It's just the it's just the interaction. And to be totally honest, I don't even like the way he talked to you based on the, the threads there. But that's fine because people can get butt hurt back and forth all they like. It is what it is. That's I mean, I, that's a, such a cop out answer. That I hate saying it is what it no, is. No, it's but. it's it's really hard to communicate sometimes through text. And I've reached out to companies that I've had difficulty with just ordering products and mainly movie products. I'm talking here, movies or whatever it may be. And and if you request a phone number, they don't even give you phone numbers anymore. You can't talk to anyone anymore. And that that kills me because. It's just so much better just to get it out, talk to somebody, and usually it's resolved in two seconds, whereas, you know, you can't read, you know, somebody's tone usually in a text. So somebody could come off real dickish. That's true. Text is tough sometimes. It is. Yeah. That's why my wife and I agreed a long time ago that if there's something going on, always do voice call. Always talk on the phone because, you know, things could be taken the wrong way. and. That makes sense, and who knows? Maybe it's innocent. I still don't like what they did. It's not the end of the world, no. but whatever. So that's buried. I'm not going to bring them up again, but uh, I will say that they gave, they probably gave us a one star because all of a sudden, uh, maybe it's a coincidence, but come on. they didn't. Nobody said anything. Why would we get a one star? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Brandon Solocast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one star, of, one star of David, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Awesome. Woo. Okay. One more thing. As long as we're on that, something else I'm not going to bring up again because the jig is up. All the talk I've done about the Shockwaves page, and I'll say it by name now because I have nothing against it, and and the blowing going on there and everything else. Guess what? The people that are doing the majority of it and the people that – the the admin and the two moderators, guess what? They're gone. No, they're not gone. They all work for Blumhouse. Oh, okay. Oh, that yes. makes sense. Yes, it's a freaking company thing. It's a corporate. It's just yes. one big circle jerk. Yes, it's one big circle jerk. Uh, there's there's two admin. There's an admin and a moderator. They work for them. Who knows? Maybe they're what do you call it? Interns or something? And well, I mean, they you do what you do. I can't I can't knock it for that. But it's That's, yeah. It explains things a little bit more now. And another person that doesn't work for them, or we're not even sure, his account wasn't even created until this group came around. So I'm guessing we can't be for certain, but this is all a company corporate thing and whatever. Mazel tov, whatever. More, it more makes power. sense. It makes sense. A right. company has people that works for them that their their job is to get the hype out, and it works. Yeah, of course, every, every, that's every, marketing, yeah. right? Maybe they gave us a one star review. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against them. I just thought I just think it's funny with the, with all the blowing going on and the things that are said in there and the and some of the silly rules that come in and whatever. I mean, I I, I enjoy the hell out of the show. And like I said, they let they let us post our show in there and they're fine. It's a little bit uptight sometimes in some respects, but now I know why things are going on, so it's explained. I mean, am I a little little tiny bit? Jealous because not only do they have the most known podcast, but they also have the best podcast group page out there with the most action on it. Maybe I'm not you gonna had, bullshit. You had me at uptight. <laughs> so anyway, that explains that it's basically Jason Blum is is like what what Ted Turner did with, with WCW. I don't want to get into wrestling, but. Long story short, the guy bought all the wrestlers he could because he had the money. He bought all the best people in, tried to get everybody together from different places and, you know, have a strong freaking thing and put everybody else out. I'm not saying that there's an evil intention or anything, but 
That's what it reminds me of. And good on Blumhouse because they put out some great movies. And nothing bad to say, but now we at least know where the blowing is coming from. So if Horrorophilia ever gets huge and we have like a building and we're making movies and we have interns getting, you know, uh, matzo coffee or something for, for Brandon or whatever, then they'll be blowing him. Matzo coffee? What the hell is that? I, I'm sorry. I don't, what is matzo coffee? I don't know. I You're Maybe really a matzo with a Matzo ball soup? Is that what it is? Matzo ball soup. That's good. Pardon me. That's what I meant to say. I was thinking like a guy running for coffee and I went with matzo balls. Okay. All right. Hey, matzo balls. So, hey, more power to him. No more shame in the game. You know, I got nothing bad to say. It's all butterflies and rainbows and unicorns from now on. Since we're discussing really horrible things right now, can we talk about Christian's shirt? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he looks good in blue. Look he does asshole. look good. That was an what, asshole. Uh... What was that? Was the good news? That was the good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever say anything good? We have forty-five ratings on iTunes. That's not good. Plus another. No, rating. but wasn't there another good news? That was the good news. What? Look how I got it. I did get it. It's the fact that Brandon you've got one star for his yeah. And you're I'm not going to shame anymore. You're just okay. mad that I got all these nicknames as a result of the things I've said on here. New blood, don't breathe. I, uh, it's true. Really? I, I need can more make nicknames. What do you say, Mark Nato names? <laughs> yeah, more, I need more exactly. Mark Nato names. That's what it sounded <laughs> what like. The, I said more nicknames. <laughs> okay, hold on. It's Mark Nato. Let me think about this. Christian. Oh, damn it. I'm just not that creative. Think of a horror movie that's kind of cool. Well, they do the Hack Academy Awards, so how about just Hack? Fits perfectly for Christian. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> you brick bastard, you. Christian Drome? No. <laughs> Christian Drome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something cool like Mark Nato, you know? Lucian need a new host. Oh, oh, I see what you did. Isn't it time for Facebook Live yet? Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. It is time for <laughs> It is. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Facebook Live. Play us in, Christian. Yeah. Here we go to Facebook, Facebook Live. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, Facebook Live listeners. Oh, shit. Oh, we're not saying hello. We're not going to say hello to everybody. No. Because that fucks us up every time. That's why we did the general hello, hello to everybody. We're not saying hello. Okay? Hi, everybody. Don't say hello. We are not... Saying hello. Can we say hello, hello? We we're can't not say hello. hello. Because that fucks us up every time. So we're, we're just going to read off our questions and see if anybody brought us trivia. Well, they might ask questions to you on the live feed, but I'm going to get right into some of the questions that they left for us on the yeah. earlier post you put. And That's the way Jerry to do it. Jerry Herring. What question? That's the way to do it. I'm just going to wave hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting me. Tell me the obvious. <laughs> I love this Look. guy. This guy's hilarious. <laughs> Rock hey, hey, where are you? You can't see me? Okay, so Jerry Herring started off with, what is one movie you or all three, any, whatever, have always wanted to review, but for whatever reason, never have? It didn't fit. It's too obscure. Everyone has done it. Any reason? I, I'm going to answer first only because there's a, such an obvious answer, and it was almost going to be chosen for tonight's review until we... Uh, until we discovered this new movie that we're doing. But Neon Demon. Yep. <laughs> perfect Neon answer. Demon. 
it's it's the one we put it to a vote and don't breathe one and now that movie has come back to haunt me yeah. in every way possible yeah. and Brandon, uh, don't you know breathe. We, we thought about doing it tonight <laughs> yeah we did think about doing it tonight we it, did. It, it, the neon demon we put it to vote you guys voted don't breathe brandon don't breathe and <laughs> it was a fun review i think and memorable because we bickered a little bit but we all love the neon demon and we just kind of want to Blow it so damn much, and we never got a chance to. I'm going to do it on Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase. I'm going to do that and Drive, the, the other uh, one of his uh, other movies. One of the other Reffin films. That's a good film. Nice. Because I've never seen it. So. I, cool. Hope you enjoy. I think oh, there's I'm... there might be a gun in the film. A gun? Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't like guns in movies. Oh, I just don't want spoilers. It's not horror. It's okay. There could be all the guns in the world in it. <laughs> We're already losing viewers. <laughs> Are we? This is what we get for, for sticking to the script. All right, Jill Ann, top three favorite horror franchises and top three favorite from each of those franchises. Top three horror franchises and top three from each of them? Yeah, so franchise four or more movies. Wow. You know what? I got to go Friday, Nightmare, Halloween. Those are my three, always have been. Um, Just because... Just because, I mean, Hellraiser is there too, to be honest. But when you think about it, there's Halloween 1, 2, and 3. Boom. In that nice. order. And then on Friday order. the 13th, I'd say it's, oh, this always changes, guys. So it's, <laughs> but I'll say 1, 2, 4. And then for Ooh. Nightmare on Elm Street, this always changes too. But I'll say 3, 1, and right now, 7. Hey, New Blood. Oh, that one is that was <laughs> wrong, franchise. wrong franchise. Yeah. What did Which you say? Part seven is that what's is that? Oh, that's new, new nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, it is new nightmare. Okay, I figured that. Okay, my my three are going to be uh, Friday the Thirteenth, of course, Saw, and Juan. Those are my top three. Just because the other ones, uh, whatever. Who cares about the other ones? Those are my three. So for Friday, I'm I'm agreeing with Christian. One, two, and four. That's what it is. Straight up. Uh, for Saw. I'll have to say uh, one, three, and six are my favorite of that. And for Juwan, that's easy. It's uh, the Curse One, the Curse Two, and 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 the Grudge, the Grudge One. So yeah, so one, two, and three in that order too, actually. But those are my three. Nice. Yeah. All right, just to change things up a little. I mean, I'm still gonna stick with one original. I'm gonna go with Friday the Thirteenth. As my favorite franchise, and I'm just uh, slightly different right now in the order. I'm two one four. No seven. On that. <laughs> what happened? I just said Friday one's awesome because JP said, "Eh, we well, are crazy." That seven out. seven would honestly probably be my number five or six. That's good. That's good. Sleepaway Sleepaway Camp two one three. Wow, nice. Nice. Yes, and two one three. Nice. That's a band. Yeah, from the two one three. Hell yeah! And yep. let's let's go with the uh, child's play, and let's go. Wow! Just to switch it up, because just I, I didn't want to throw out Halloween and Nightmare again. Let's go child's play, because I do love that franchise. And let's go with one two six. Those are I the only three good ones. <laughs> I agree. I, agree. I, no, I actually like three. I actually like three. Three's but... has its moments. It was too rushed. Yeah, he but... loves kids. <laughs> of course, Brandon picks up child's play. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Wrote that. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, what's next? Chris No, what's your favorite heavy metal horror film? Heavy wow. metal horror film. 
How many are there? Jeez. Well, well here's I'm, one of them. We're reviewing one tonight. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I'll, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my opinion for later on that one. Exactly. So right now I'll say Deathgasm. Agreed. I'll say Deathgasm, and then I'll give another rating at the end of our our, our Devil's Candy interview. interview. Yeah. <laughs> interview. We're gonna interview the Devil's Candy. The Devil's gonna be here himself. <laughs> and and for, <laughs> forgive me, my camera's going off. What Something. horror genre is in most need of re reinvention? Ryan Sexton. This is real easy. The the um the possession exorcism type uh, genre definitely needs reinvention. I'm gonna say slashers. Yeah, I'll say the okay. same thing. Slashers as well. All right, we got a, a question from Marco. What is the classic horror movie which everybody loves, but you don't like it? That I don't like? Hmm. Yeah, a classic horror film that everybody loves that you don't like. That one's a difficult one for sure. Uh, the Hitcher. Uh, the Hitcher, I just discovered that last time I watched it. Or the yeah, first time well, I tried that's because you're crazy. No. Uh, yeah. You heard yeah, as close to classic as it can come, I guess. Cause it's weird. Cause I can't, I can't think of like an old film, you know, like a, you know, Rosemary's Baby or Exorcist that I don't love, even though I always say Exorcist might be a little overrated. But if we're, let's go with Slashers. By now, they've they'll have heard the show by the time this one comes out. But I did not like Slaughter High, and everybody talks about it as a classic slasher. Everybody does. You think? I know well, I love it, but I feel like a lot of people do. Maybe no. No, I don't. I don't think it. I think it was. All uh, right, I'm reaching. Kind of forgotten. Terror yeah. Train. Thank you. <laughs> Terror Train. I didn't love yeah. either. I didn't like that either. But that that that's still like a that's borderline. I don't love the Funhouse. Yeah, not a lot of people love the Funhouse either. I don't think. But hey, why am I shitting on I'm your preaching. Picks? I'm reaching. I'm reaching. No, no, no. It's okay. Hey, you know, like yeah. I don't like. I. You know what? I didn't like Cujo. Oh yeah, Cujo's it's okay. But they should have had a uh, a terrier play the role. Yeah, a tiny terrier. You're right. Oh, JP says there should be a segment where I, uh, what, what's pissing me off. But it's, pissing it, you specifically? Dave, yeah, because apparently, see what's going on? See, that's why I'm not, no, it, it's all butterflies, rainbows, and unicorns from now on. No more shame. Unicorns. We got a one-star rating because I opened my big mouth. Yeah, wait till next week, wait till next episode when he finds out that the one star was actually left by an angry unicorn. <laughs> okay, next question. Courtesy of me, what color is Christian Luciani's mangina? Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. This is why I changed. I'm going to show you. <laughs> oh, wow. It is, it is exactly how I expected. Bright pink. <laughs> totally shaved. You could just slide right off this thing. <laughs> Marco wants to know who is the coolest guy in your podcast. And I'll say it's definitely not me. We all know who it is. Yeah. I, I give it to a it's tie. Dave. Even... No, Christian, you're pretty cool, too, for a Canadian. He's got to overcome a lot as a Canadian, Dave. we got to give him that. Look at him. Yes. For a Canadian, he is really cool. I'll give yeah. him that. Dave is cool, though. Dave's the only one with fanboys. He's got the, yeah, the Dave Z Nation. Dave Z Nation. Dave Z Nation does exist. I've got a couple of kids. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even like me. And a van with no, a van with no uh, mirrors. Oh, no windows. Thank you. Windows, thank you. not mirrors. <laughs> mirrors, windows. Mirrors, windows. Whatever those things are that you look out of. Okay, Dan Chase. How much stock do you put into lists? While they are helpful and informative, what other factors come into play that is not mentioned often? I.e. circumstances while watching, your favorite pundits' reviews, general hate or love, more or less by majority. If you hear four people on a group page say that you hate something, in your mind do you think you are influenced by that? Speaking in terms of timing and volume, will Dave Z love drive? Why do you guys suck? 
<laughs> That's a lot of questions, Dan. That's Jeez. a lot, a lot of questions. Why do we yeah, suck? Yeah, my, my reading that is like one big sentence didn't help either. Why do we suck? That's, That's all I got from that. Brandon can't read. Why do we suck? My, my solo cast. That, there. <laughs> Fuck lists. I agree. Although I love lists, though, JP. I do love lists. I use lists all the time, and I listen to other people's opinions, too. And it never influences me to, to check out a film or no. whether or not I'll like a film or not. I'm surprised because some of the people whose opinions I respect a lot sometimes love films, and I'm like, that was such fucking garbage. So as long as you're open-minded and just able to form your own opinion, I think it's just check out what you want to check out. You know, I agree with Freeze. He said that they, they, they influenced me to to watch, you know, to add, add more to my watch list. Yeah, yeah. To, add, to add a good movie. If you hear everybody saying, oh, this is a great movie, you're going to want to check it out. But it shouldn't influence you in terms of rating it. Like, yeah, because because people, So many people say, oh, I really like that film, but I'm not as high on it as everybody else. Why? Because everyone else gave it a 10? You can't give it a 10 because because they did? You know, they have no defense yeah. as to why why they're not giving it the high praise it deserves. It's just because too many people said it was good. Yeah, I don't. I'm more likely to see when everybody's hating on something. I'm the opposite. I think I want to watch it because I might like it. Because everyone yeah. doesn't well, like it. Well, you have terrible taste in the movies. That's probably why. That explains it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're getting questions now, and we can't answer them, so they're going to all be saved for the next live segment. That's we how we're going to have to We can't? Okay. Dave oh, set some strict rules here, everybody, so we have to follow ahead. those rules. I can read them right now. Go ahead. Okay, we, uh, we could cover the movie Carla about the Scarsborough Rapist. Nah. Yeah, that's too close to home, I think, so we won't be doing that. I, don't even, I never heard of it. Oh, Scar- I, didn't know, I didn't know they found out about me. Jason Lloyd asks do you usually watch your films all in one setting because of life constraints I really get to anymore it really depends on the day today yes (laughs) one time yeah I I, I try to watch them all in one sitting I sometimes break them up but I try to just for the flow what do you mean all my films what does that mean I don't get it like if you start a movie do you stop it and then finish watch half oh Oh, in one sitting, you said? Sitting. Oh, he says setting, actually, but I, I think it could oh, be setting? sitting and setting. Like, for now, wow. with everything on, like, I've watched a movie where I'm watching it on my computer, and I'm like, okay, great. I'm watching it on TV, then I realize, okay, I'm going to hook up to my media device, and I zoom upstairs, and I watch it on the iPad, because then just the family. So I think maybe that's what he's saying. So that happens quite a bit. This weekend was great. I got to watch them all. I had the TV to myself. Beautiful. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize he said setting. Yeah, sometimes I like to go to the gay bar down the street and watch the rest of it. Dan Chase says take it off, so... (laughs) But I got a a, a thing in my lap. I have a computer and a pillow, so I can't take it off. And if I could, you couldn't see it. So, damn it. Maybe next time. We should listen to what they're saying, too, because JP's like, hey, isn't the whole idea of interaction with Facebook Live to answer our questions live? Yeah, but we're old. We're what? almost done with the questions on here anyway, so okay. uh, the pre, pre-written questions, so we, we can get to those questions too. Uh, <laughs> JP Andrika wants to know, how did we all meet? Um, Dan Ooh. Chase says it was at a glory hole. Oh, a glory hole. The only one getting any glory was Brandon. It was all I was over. Hungry. <laughs> I was hungry one day. That day I went to my favorite outhouse and... <laughs> That's how Brandon met. They're popped Christians. He wanted Krispy Kreme. We gave him the cream. (laughs) (laughs) 
we all met. We actually talked about this kind of a little bit earlier. Uh, Brandon's from like left a voicemail somewhere on like twenty two shots. He was lonely one night. Um, <laughs> called into the show. Dave has an eye for talent. Handpicked Brandon and handpicked me. If we're talented, I guess that makes sense. And then we came in November 2015 and did our first episode. Thank you, Dave. Hey. Thank you, thank Brandon. Thank you, guys. Being better than I thought you could be. Although, Christian, I knew you. I listened to you. I can't say that. But thank Brandon for being better than I thought he could be. Well, thank you, too. What the fuck? I don't know what to say. Enough. We, this has been this whole show. We may as well just call this show freaking cock and balls because it's everyone's blowing. We're blowing twenty two shots. And that's what's rested on Brandon's forehead, right? There's blowjobs here, but we're uh, yeah, we're not blowing terror threads. Alex Alex Harrow calls hey, this whole segment clickbait. Clickbait. It looks hard. Worst love- fate. Never being allowed to watch your favorite horror subgenre. Or only being able to watch your favorite horror subgenre. Hmm. Only uh, being, being allowed to watch slashers, or not ever being allowed to watch slashers again. That's the question for me, basically. Yeah. Clickety clackety bait, nice. Um, <laughs> Watson. Um, wow. What I'm gonna we... say only being able to watch my favorite subhorror horror genre would be worse than not being allowed to. I think so too. As much right. as I love slashers. Exactly. You'd have to just watch slashes forever. Yeah, because I'm trying to, you know, obviously we're watching a lot now because of what do you call it? You know, uh, the, the, the top 50 show. So we're watching a bunch of them and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to just watch slashers as much as I love them. Then I miss out on everything else. Yeah. So I hate to say it, but yeah, I agree with you, Brandon. See, what do you think? Yeah. Total agreement. Brandon strikes yeah. again. He nailed it for all of us. I'm yeah, sorry, Neil. I'm sorry. I was like literally 10 minutes away from Neil. And I didn't go visit him when I was in Florida. We were, it was a nightmare night and it didn't work out. So we didn't get a selfie together. I apologize. Oh, oh damn it. One of these days. One of these Ram days. man, does it bother you when someone says there hasn't been any good horror since the 80s? It bothers me now because I'm watching a lot of shit films from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should change that to there hasn't been any good horror since the 70s oh, oh you're crazy this is oh, this, you're crazy yeah i take back everything i said earlier about you uh, he it doesn't bother know. me because shit's so good right now somebody put up a poll and i want to say it was the skeleton crew page and they said outside of the 80s what is the best era uh and he, he was picking like you know this decade or that and, and one of them and I, I actually chose even though it's not a complete decade yet I chose 2010 to 2016 as being the next best thing. So, of course, that bothers me because I'm like, we're all out there. Social media, everyone's out there. We're, we're recommending movies. We're talking about new movies that are coming out every week. We just said last year is one of the best years ever. And, yes, it does piss me off when people say that horror sucks now. And what can you say to people like that? Nothing. It's like politics. What, are you going to argue with them? But I don't know. Yeah, it does bother me. I, I agree. All right. Dave, and, pick a rapper who hasn't done a horror movie. Who would it be? <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Go ahead. Talk for No, no, no. No, I was just going to... I agree. Like, I mean, we've just... We were talking about how great last year was and how my number one is not even going to be counted maybe until for most people until this year. So 2017, it's starting to shape. We're in April. We're not even in April yet. And at first yeah. I was like, what's going on here? But there's a few movies now that are proven that this is going to be a great year. 
Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, we're only 25% in. Yeah. I've got some good Exploding Heads trivia. In 30-plus shows, Dave has cursed 87 times. Christian has apologized 64 times. <laughs> and Brandon has breathed twice. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Who wrote that? Evil Taylor Hicks. <laughs> yeah. Badaboosh. Awesome. Beautiful. That's, awesome. That's Beautiful. funny. Dave, they want you to pick a rapper to do a horror movie. To be in a movie. horror movie? I don't Snickers. like rappers in my horror movies. I don't that's, like any That's of why them. Rob Mahoney asked you this question. All right. Okay. So, you know what I should do? Pick someone I want to see. No, no. Who should I pick? Pick someone oh, who hasn't done a movie. I'll just... Who hasn't done a movie? Who hasn't done a horror movie. Ooh, I was going to say the RZA, but I think he's done something. Okay. I think a lot of the Wu-Tang guys have done a movie. A who rapper? hasn't done a movie? Young MC. What did he say? Young MC? <laughs> <laughs> Boogie Down Productions. Why not? Macklemore. KRS One. That'd be cool. No, you Chuck can't... D. Because he's my favorite. Kumo D. Chuck D's my answer. I love Kumo D. You know what? I got a, I got a funny story about Kumo D. Listen to this. This has to do with Canada. Alex or Alex <laughs> Christian. So you'll 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 appreciate it. Back in the day, there was a concert coming, and it was Kumo D, and Ice T. And a guy named named Maestro Fresh West, who was oh, MC from Canadian, Canada. Canadian rapper, yeah. man. Right, I saw him actually open up for Public Enemy, but that's another story. <laughs> so, Public Enemy, Public Enemy, Public Enemy, but uh, PE number one. But anyway, they were coming to concert someplace in Toronto, and my friends and I, we we had my father because you know we're, we're still young, and he has to use a credit card, so we had to have my father call this place, and. He called the place that was going to, I don't know if it was, whoever it was, it was in Toronto. And he says, hey, there's a concert coming in July for so-and-so. And he goes, July 15th, uh, there's a rap concert coming. Um, I want to get tickets for it. And then the guy told him, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Kumo D, Ice T, Maestro Fresh West. <laughs> and my father says, I'm sorry, sir, I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I don't speak French. <laughs> Kumo D, Ice T, Moisture West. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Kumo D. I used to live downtown, 129th Street, Convent. Everything's upbeat. Okay, that's enough. Ice cappuccino for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. More like cool no more. Oh. <laughs> He's got a good joke. Finally. <laughs> oh, I thought he was. I thought he was dissing Kumo D. I was no, gonna. No, he just dissing me. Oh, I dissing Christian. Cool no more. <laughs> awesome. Word. Okay. What's next? We got anything but, next? I had one more question. Um, worst, worst film by your favorite horror director. Who? I could kind of. I'm not gonna. I've never actually picked a favorite horror director, but I'm gonna defend someone who I really like, who I always mention that I really like, and that's M. Night Shyamalan. And from his horror works, my least favorite of his is The Happening. Well, All right. That's a, real, that's a real stretch there. Okay. No, because you could pick Lady in the Water. You could pick. Some people would pick The Village. Some people would pick. Some people hate a lot of stuff. I just can't believe of all the horror directors you pick Shyamalan to talk about. Yeah. Well, what I'll am pick, I going to do? Pick, pick Carpenter, Carpenter and just yeah, say gonna... the war? No, I'm yeah. going to pick Carpenter and I'm going to say Ghosts of Mars. Ooh, speaking of rappers and horror. Wow. Or or George Romero's Survival of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. These are real stretches as well. Hey. Well, I have to what go you, with What are you going to say, Argento? Dracula I'm... AD? 
I have to pick Argeno because he's my favorite director. And he said favorite director, yeah. I didn't I pick Shyamalan. Well, that was the question. Well, of, course of course you broke the rules. I stick with the rules. You oh. know what? Even his least even his least favorite movie by me still has redeeming factors, and I'll, I'll his say least it. Favorite movie by you? <laughs> yeah, his least favorite movie. His least favorite movie by you? You said. <laughs> well, I don't know. In so, my opinion. So Argeno doesn't like which Dave Z movie. Uh, I'll say Phantom of the Opera, but I still give it like a, I would still give it a five out of 10. I don't hate it. So that's why he's my favorite director. And I like Giallo. I'm fine with it. You know, and honestly, last time I watched Trauma, it did nothing for me. And it's weird because I usually really like it, but I'll still stick with Phantom of the Opera. Better than Stendhal Syndrome. I don't mind Stendhal Syndrome. You don't like, yeah, it's good. You don't like it? Hey, it's boring. It's a little. Slow. It's very slow and very long. And Survival of the Dead is worse than Diary of the Dead. Uh, oh my god! By far, yeah, by far. Is a good movie. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of fighting for Diary. I really yeah. am. I'm sick, sick of it. With, I'm sick of diarrhea. <laughs> Unfortunately, John Carpenter, one of my favorite directors, does have a, a bunch like the Bad Seed remake, for instance. Or sorry, Village of the Damned. Sorry, Village oh. of the Damned. Not not great. Uh, I already said Ghost of Mars was not my favorite. Vampires, I liked. I, I dug it. Don't don't really like it anymore. The Ward, they you mentioned live. The Ward. Not very great. Um, they Live. Oh, They Live is great. I'm kidding. I just wanted to see your reaction when I said that. There you go. I'm getting love for Diary. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Diary's good stuff. Hey, I w- the, the question was what was better. And I would say uh, earlier, Diary is much better. Okay. There was a question I saw earlier, and it was like, "What remake are you looking forward to more?" And like, it was like The Fly or um, Maniac Cop. <laughs> Neither. What? I totally want to see Maniac Cop. Yeah, Maniac Cop, Ruffin. man. Yeah. Ruffin's doing it. Of course, I want to see it. It's gonna be like freaking art house slasher. And like I said, you can only improve on Maniac Cop. So oh, that- stop. Hey. Maniac Cop. Maniac Cock. <laughs> Diarrhea of the Dead. <laughs> that should be our first movie. <laughs> well, see, yeah, I, I guess because it's Reffin, I would, I would definitely pick Maniac Cop too. But honestly, I want to see it, and I want to see Suspiria. Yeah, I that too. Too. I do. I admit it. I want to see Suspiria now because I hear it's not going to be anything colorful and it's not going to be whatever. It's a different take. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Castle Rock, Dan. I don't know. Uh, I guess it should be good. I mean, hell, it's from the mind of Stephen King. It's, it's got something going for it, you know? Well, Is there any more questions that we missed that we could answer before we go? Yeah, Brandon, did we hit them all? Brandon's our, our Yeah, we, we hit all the questions, if, unless there's any coming in live. I can't rewind on this piece of shit, so they don't go backwards. Oh, wait a minute. It does go backwards. It's working now. <laughs> what are you talking I'd be about? Here all, I'd be here all day if I was doing that, so. It is. <laughs> How big are your cocks? So great. I think we went through this last episode, actually. Oh, here we go. JP Scott. JP says predictions. Will this year be better than 2016? No. Did you talk about movies or a podcast? Neither. <laughs> no to both. I say no to both, too, and it's an unfortunate because I wish it was, but hey. It's going to be a great year, but I don't think I'm going to be giving I I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be giving out two tens again. <laughs> I'm much more relaxed. I'm much more relaxed this year. So how could I give two tens? I'm starting. I'm starting to dig this year, though. I'm starting to dig this year, but 2016 is going to be a tough year to follow. Yeah. What's your Agreed. favorite horror so far this year? 
Well, my highest rated coming into this show is we go on and get out. Mine coming into this show was get out. It's the only nine I had because I bumped split down to eight and a half because of <laughs> because of this. Hi there. I'm a nine year old. Uh, I'm nine year old. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I can't even remember his name now. For the I'm nine-year-old, dude. I'm nine-year-old. And mine's Get Out, too, coming into this show. So that might change. Might change or it might not change. Stay tuned. You never know. I had to thank JP because he said we have to combat that one star. JP says we're still improving. I beg to differ. <laughs> well, with his with the, the mic hits that we're getting right now with Dave. Sorry, sorry. I was just trying to get more questions. Sorry. Alex Harrell, thank you. I love your bikes. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> is Harrell a, a brand of bike? Only one of the best brands of bike ever made for freestylers, yes. Like BMX? Yeah, dude, like BMX. You can't beat a Harrell bike. I had a Harrell Team Master. In the 80s, it was a freaking $600 bike. Think about that. Crazy. Yeah. Harrells. My brother put one together recently. Anyway, we're talking about bikes. I hear you, so, JP, but uh, it just it just really bothered me, so I just couldn't get into it. But that's like... but but honestly, when you hear adults like with mental illness talk like children, that's how they talk. It is true. Like that is a that is a good point. I've never seen it other than in the movies. Yeah, but how would he act if he started talking? He sounded like an actual nine year old. Wouldn't that be really extra freaky? Yeah. Alex watched The Witch. Oh, sorry. I got excited. I will check it out again. I have not seen Landmine Goes Click yet. I know it was JP's favorite movie of the decade or something I like know. that. It's, but... a... <laughs> it's on Hulu, I... by the way. I've seen it. It's really good. It really is. For as much shit as I give him, it is a really good movie. It's not a not an easy watch, but definitely worth checking out. Maximum Overdrive is the dumbest movie ever made, and I love it for that reason. I love the it's soundtrack. So I love... Just the batshit craziness of it all. But it's stupid as shit. I love the soda machine. <laughs> I would love to see that uncut. I wish they would release that uncut. I am like Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> a circumcision joke. Very Woo! nice. You got caught faster than a Jewish baby. I heard somebody say that yesterday on a podcast. What they say? They said something about they got caught faster than a Jewish baby. <laughs> Landmine <laughs> was number one in 2015. What do I watch more, The Witch or Lords of Salem? Oof. Honestly, probably The Witch. And it's close, but yeah. Yep. Oh, I've, I've only watched Lords of Salem twice, and The Witch I've watched now three times. So, Christian, not many that times question each. was for Dave. That I'm sorry. For... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just being. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> Neil actually wrote, no Dave, what have you watched more? He doesn't give a shit which one we've watched more. Because yeah. well, I stood him up. I stood him up at the damn Disney. He's nice. sitting there with like a freaking ice cream waiting for me. <laughs> his 86th list or his 2086th list? <laughs> I've got both ready. Nice. Have we seen The Devil's Candy yet? Mike Merriman. Hmm. We did, man. We're talking about it tonight. We'll be talking about it shortly. Feature review tonight, Mr. Merriman. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Fuck the world, FTW. You used it the right way, Dan Chase. Nice, excellent. Yeah. Anyway, we got to get out of here. and Devil's Candy. Yeah, Fuck we've gone on longer than we should. We've overstayed our welcome. So. As usual. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I thought this was going to be a short show. Apparently, we always find a way to make it long. So, Marty, yes, I want a pie. 
I want a pie. This conversation has taken a weird turn. She's, She's making cooking. pies. She cooks pies for us. Oh, okay. I hope, JD's, I hope JD's not in one of those pies. I had Revenge of the Nerds on my mind. <laughs> oh, and pie. Yeah. Hey, that's my pie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my pie. <laughs> awesome. That's a great okay. movie. <laughs> JP wants to know what Australian pie is like. Well, yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> Marnie, you can answer that. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Warm, pink, and wet. Don't you have a Netflix and chill episode to record? Let's go. All right. We gotta get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna say peace out. Hair pie. Guys later, all right? We'll we do got, more. We things. got Bush. <laughs> we got Bush. We no. got Bush. No, now you got Trump. Woo! <laughs> 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 Mic drop. All right, we're back. That was a nice long facebook live segment i think we did it just right that time i hope so i do too i hope hope it's fun when we're doing it for the listeners that didn't take part in it that are listening like now i hope they appreciate it but uh, yeah i think it was nice we had a good blend of questions that were predetermined so we were answering those and then as you were getting more questions and we were kind of jumping into them as well versus just saying hi and and asking for questions Right. Yeah, that, that's what JP was kind of making a joke about. Like, you guys are coming in pre-prepared for a Facebook Live. What, what, where's the interaction? However, we did both. And I think you do have to have that interaction. But at the same token, it's better yeah. to be prepared. So we're not just saying, hey, 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 you. Hey, what's going on? Are you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That type of thing. <laughs> you did your thing. You did your uh, We did the thing from TGI. Yeah. <laughs> I got nice. it. Carrying everything over. Awesome. Good. As long as you don't carry the other thing over too much. <laughs> too I'm bad. not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> okay. So, guys, I never mentioned it before. Well, actually, I don't have to because we talked about it during the Facebook Live. We're doing the Devil's Candy tonight, and we're doing our round-robin reviews, but with a twist. Ooh. And we're doing the Slumber Party Massacre 1, 2, 3 as part of it because we tried to get to those movies three times now and we always ran out of time. So we said, let's just put them in the round robin and we'll just make it our round robin. So we're each going to review two and then we're all going to review the Slumber Parties together before the main event of Devil's Candy. So, Yay! Yeah. Nice. So Finally. we got a, a, just a few, a few emails and a voice. Actually, I think just one email, but it's one that required some thinking. <gasps> I'm, I'm out. It. I'm out. <laughs> it's our homie. It's, it's it's TC Travis Christian. TC. TC. Not TC from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's probably tired of having the phone hang up on him in the middle of his messages, so he emailed. So that, we're not. <laughs> so here, here here we go. TC Travis Christian says, asks, what is your favorite top five actors who play villains in cinema? Doesn't have to be strictly horror flicks or series, just villains in general. Who played the shark? Who played the shark in Jaws? <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bruce. McDonald. Uh, I've got. I can go first. I'm, I'm. I'm ready. Maybe I should read his. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll read. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'll make it <laughs> quick. I'm all ears. 
Five, Rucker Howard, almost a forgotten actor, the Hitcher. There you go again with the Hitcher. Really does a great job in this film, and I do agree, he was great. Gives you a very unsettling feeling in the beginning before he unleashes the crazy. Number four, Alan Rickman, a very underrated actor in my opinion. He is great. Does a great job making you despise the villain, Die Hard. And he shined in his role, Quigley Down Under. Put that one on your Western movie list, Dave. Hmm. I don't like the name of it, Quigley Down Under. I think that was what Marnie was getting at in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Linnea Quigley down under. Um, <laughs> number three, Jack Nicholson, The Joker, The Shining. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, number two. I've seen him play a bad role. Part of I've never seen him play a bad role. <laughs> but his talent really shines as a villain. In Fracture, he plays an evil genius, old jealous husband, and his role on the series Westworld is spot on. And number one, one of my favorite actors, Al Pacino, hands down the best devil role I've ever seen in The Devil's Advocate. Yes! And a great great evil Colombian cokehead in Scarface. And a great blind man. I have Al Pacino on my list because he's right. I mean, he's, fuck, Dick Tracy's the bad guy. Scarface, Devil's Advocate, the list goes on. I mean, he's played good guys too, but when he plays a villain, man. He plays a villain. Big I'm just glad. What's that? Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. What the I'm hell doing, are you talking about? I'm doing mumbles from Dick Tracy. You said Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Okay. 88 keys and mumbles. Wow, very good. <laughs> the Devil's Advocate. I'm glad that someone gave it props finally because I love him in that role. So, guys, I did this question wrong. I looked at it, and I just thought of five villains in general, but, <laughs> but not the actor. So, The whole I'm point of the question, go, yeah. I'm going to have to go last, I guess. Well, I, already, I already said Al Pacino. This is no particular order. Al Pacino, I've got Joe Pesci, your alter ego. Home Alone, Goodfellas Casino, amazing. Uh, Dennis Hopper, Blue Velvet, Land of the Dead. He's great, too. Uh, and then this is where it gets difficult because, quite frankly, if you do bring horror into it, there's so many. Like, Jason Voorhees is iconic. But really, there's no... I, at the end of the day, I, there's like three people that have played him that I've appreciated. Four people that have played him that I really say got it right. And Kane Hodder does it in a different way, even though he's in my least favorite of the movies. Uh, so I kind of left Jason Voorhees to the side Freddy Krueger, of course. Robert England, although he can ham it up, I think he deserves props for Freddy. I mean, he he does a great job there. And then, of course, Darth Vader is, is key. He's key. But, you know, James Earl Jones does just the voice. He doesn't play him in the suit. So I, I said he's iconic, kind of like Jason. So then I'd have to give it to someone like Anthony Hopkins for my fifth spot or Anthony Perkins for uh, for Norman Bates. That, that, that's where it, like, that would fill in the... you just going to name everyone? No, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to name everyone so we have nobody to choose? No, but <laughs> Dar- Darth Vader, I think Darth Vader and Jason Voorhees are cop-outs. I can't really include them, so I would say that I, I would do uh, Hannibal Lecter and then probably Freddy Krueger. Which Hannibal? Mads Nicholson or... Uh, no, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. All right, Dave, that means you and I have to go with the car from Christine. <laughs> no it's it's cool because you stole De Niro from me because I was immediately thinking of Max Cady but 
uh, Robert Mitchum played him also. So just that particular character. It's just a fucking terrifying character. Um, of course, I'm going to say Anthony Hopkins for Silence of the Lambs. Uh, who played the doll in Chucky? Was that um, the guy who played... Uh... Brad Dorif? Brad was that, the guy who played, was that the guy who played um, the leprechaun? Billy Bilbo. Or... No. Oh, Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ewok? <laughs> I misunderstood the question, too. That's why I'm just uh-huh. great. Well, I could I... jump in with a couple, I guess. TC, these guys are idiots. Christian yeah. took most of them. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I just took them all. You well, no, actually, wait, I just I just got another one that came to my mind because she oh, plays a good evil role in two separate things that I've seen, and that's Kathy Bates. Oh. For American Horror Story and for Misery. Good answer, man. Right? Good answer. So that's three for me if you want to jump in now while I still think. I'll, t- I'll tell you, one of my favorite actors, period, is Edward Norton, and I think he plays a great bad guy. Every oh. time he's played a fucking bad guy. Primal like, Fear? Primal. I almost, I was starting to say, and then I'm like, should I not say it just in case people haven't seen it? What, American History X? Oh, no, Primal right. Fear, Primal Fear, but Primal Fear, even oh, wow. even with that being said, it's such a fucking great movie. So is American Fair? History X. Dude, American History X, he's freaking great. Derek Vineyard, he's fucking, dude. And, and other roles, he's played a villain plenty of times. And yeah. I think he's great. The Hulk? Uh, yeah, that, that was, yeah. Ian McDermott, who played the Emperor in Star Wars movies, I think is fucking great. I think. The oh, Emperor, he's horrible in the prequels. Oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I, I, on the... I thought he just—who's the actor that plays? It's the same guy, is it not? Ian McDermott. He plays yeah. in, in ep... You think he's bad in Revenge of the Sith, or Episode Three? Are you serious? He's horrible in that movie. Get the fuck out of here. Just because they want Prout when he goes, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that, that, part that, that part sums it up. It's over the top. Dude, can I give me a couple other else. options here? How about Tony Bell is Jigsaw. His, oh, nice, man. I was thinking of El Pacino, but I was thinking of of Michael Corleone because that's someone I – is he even a heel? Is he, is he even a bad guy? A I feel for him even though he does a lot of bad shit, but – I think that's why I love him because I can relate to him. He but, killed oh, Fredo. He's a bad guy. Well, it's Fredo. I understand. I, I uh, Fredo. <laughs> Tony Still Soprano. Was. I love fucking Tony Soprano. Is he a villain? Is he a bad guy or is he not? I love him. Anti-hero, yeah. I, feel I got f- another. I got another good one. David oh. Hess. Oh yeah. Last house on the left, and um, what's the other one? I'm drawing a blank. I mean, I know he's been in a million movies, and Last House on Dead End Street. House at the edge of the park. Yep, there you go. That was it. <laughs> yep. Um, who else plays bad guys? Really good. Uh, I'll tell you what. Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Fucking. Do you think he's a bad guy? Because that's like one of my favorite performances. Period. And uh, Ed Norton or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is the real <laughs> Tyler Durden, as far as you know what I mean. I, yeah. I, think, I mean, they both did great. I, I obviously I just praised Norton. I think they're both excellent, but. And I don't know if Pitt does other villains, but I think that character is great. Kind of like Mickey Knox is my favorite. If you're going to talk about villain, if you want to call him a villain, that's fine. But Natural Born Killers is like my favorite movie. And Woody Harrelson in that role is Mickey yeah, Knox. That's, that's an evil. That's an evil villain. He's fantastic, man. You know who else plays a good villain? Oh, shit. I just had it in my head, and now I lost it. So I'll just give an honorable mention out to uh, Pamela Springsteen. <laughs> I'm st- I can't not think of horror right now. <laughs> For but once, I had, I'm not. Wow. But for, I had one that wasn't horror a second ago, and it literally just slipped out of my freaking head. 
Well, see, all the good actors Christian took. Anthony Perkins. Oh. You know what I mean? No, I'm not ragging. I'm just saying you happen to get... You You, you, you deserve it because you, you, you had the question right and we didn't. So, by all means. But you had Anthony Perkins and uh, you know Hopper. any bad... Hopper, Hopkins, guys that talk. You know what I mean? Guys that... Killers that talk. Because if you think about horror, a lot of them don't talk all that much. I mean, you can go back to... Well, Black Phillip. Black Phillip, yeah, yeah, great villain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Dave, this is going to kill me. Right when you said uh, Woody Harrelson, something popped into my head, and it was going to be a great answer. Bill Mosley. But... Bill Mosley's a great answer. Yeah. Chop Top and Otis alone, bam. How many are you listed now? You guys fucking been, pissed uh, all over me. <laughs> we, we got the rest of them. There you go, I've done my part. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> fucked it up, TC. Gonna do? I'm well, the only one that did it properly. You did. You did. I was thinking of characters, and I was going to say Darth Vader, and I was going to say Jack Nicholson. Another great one that you took. What a character. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you who's great. The character of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland plays a great villain. Yep. Yeah, Freeway. Freeway? Freeway. Oh, <laughs> okay. The Lost Boys. He's great as their freaking head vampire. Stand by me. Yeah, Stand by me. Yeah. Ace Merrill. Yeah, dude. Here's a here's a voicemail. Hey guys, Travis Christian here again. I was wanting to hit on a movie. I know Dave has seen it, uh, but Annalise hit on it. I think it's a movie that's highly overlooked because of the lead actor in it is Artie. Um, Maggie, the kind of zombie flick he put out a couple of years ago. Uh, anyway, it's on my mind. I just got a uh, Cody Robinson to watch it, and uh, he really liked it as I did. I know Dave, you liked it. It's one of those films where you know for a parent really going to get to you. Uh, Cody actually said it was a film that actually made him lose a little sleepover. Um, anyway, I was just want to know if you guys thought more on it, if you've seen it, or, or you'd be great on it. And uh, also, I think the uh, the email thing is a really great idea. You know, kind of keep in touch. We'll know what to look for, what to watch, so we can get more prepared for the show coming up. Thanks, Bubbles. Cool. Cool. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> TC, thank you about the uh, the email idea. I, I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I hit that by accident while that voicemail was going on, so I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Well, I'll say that after. Thank you for that, though, because we, we got like 30 responses right away for the for the mailing list. So, guys, send them in, and uh, we'll keep you updated. Uh, but, yeah, TC. What what movie was it, guys? Maggie with Arnold. Yeah. Maggie with Arnold. I actually, I actually like that film. I, I think I gave it like a six and a half or a seven the year it came out. It's definitely a slower-paced film, but I really enjoyed it. And I was a seven myself. Yeah, Christian, did you see it or not? I I gave, I gave up on Wait. it actually. Like I, I had never finished it. I got I was bored, but at a halfway point, my wife and I were watching it together, and we turned it off. Yeah, Oof. I think I remember Christian saying he was bored with it. A lot of people were bored with it. It's it is very slow paced and very dark and somber. Hmm. I enjoyed it. I I did. Uh, like I said, seven out of ten. Not the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I enjoyed it. And I didn't have any anything preconceived coming in because I don't watch a lot of Arnold's movies. You know what I mean? I just I don't know if I've ever rewatched any of his movies. Yeah, this was the most subtle, most relaxed Arnold's ever been in a film. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it's it. Very, very minimalist in terms of his performance in this, and I think it was really well done. Agreed. I think Christian <laughs> should should try it again. Yeah, that's I'll one try way. it again. I'll try it again. We'll make him watch that with a descent on a double feature. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Maggie. I think a lot of people would like it. It's, I mean, it's a zombie flick, but it's not like what you think. It's more, you know, it's about the family, and it's like he said, if you're if you're a parent, it um. It really affects you because it's it's really yeah. about the relationship between him and his daughter. So, okay, so one more voicemail, and that is it. One email, two voicemails. Pretty uh, uneventful times right now. Pretty twenty two, okay. pretty twenty two shots type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of twenty two shots, yo, what up, guys? JP from Twenty Two Shots. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to call in with you guys a voicemail. I had a mental list of a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about, but totally forgot it. So I will say I'm finally caught up on the shows. I was a little behind. I put off the highways of shows just because I wanted to watch them after I got the start of the box. But I got to say, man, I was skeptical about you guys having a guest, um, like an actor. You know, I Brandon mentioned it to me that you guys were doing that. I was a little skeptical because I thought that they would be – you know, not really a horror fan and stuff, but man, that girl killed it. Uh, sorry, her name's escaped me, um, but she was amazing. Like she, she killed it. She's so fun and entertaining. But you guys did great with her. Like I truly thought that was your best episode. Um, not just because her, but the Hellraiser stuff was dope too. Wow. Um, I, nice. I, I all all hats off to her, man. Like like good job. I, I sound like an idiot because I forgot her name. But, Lauren yeah. Ashley Carter. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, we won't tell you uh, for that. Yeah, so I, I caught that episode. Great episode. I actually hit a deer while listening to that episode what? and um, messed my car up real bad. It was, it, I was having fun listening to it. I was actually t- thinking about calling in right then, and, and um, I wasn't messing with my phone or anything, but I hit a deer, so that sucked. Uh, also, I wanted to mention that I love what you guys are doing with the round robin reviews. It it really is like my favorite part of the show right now. Other than when Dave gets uh, all up in arms about the fuckery going on in all the other Facebook groups, because <laughs> I think he knows he knows we talk about it all the time. Like I I don't believe some of the stuff that I see in, in some of these podcast groups, but uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, a few weeks back when Mark Nato posted that question, what do you guys? don't like about certain horror podcasts, not naming any names or anything, whatever he said, but um, I was, as I was reading, reading the list, I also was like, yeah, I do that, I do that, I do that, I do that, so I'm right with uh, Brandon and Christian on that, I think I do a lot of the stuff that, that people don't like, but uh, not not egregiously or like super bad, so I, I kind of got where you guys were coming from with that, uh, Christian and Brandon. Um, I loved your solo cast, you know, I, I really liked all three of them, I thought they were great. Christian? Just scratch the service on Canadian horror. I want to hear him pull up to that. Brandon, love the hidden gem stuff, even if you don't breathe. Um, you know, I, I understand what you was going for with the with the editing. I, I've done that before too, so so no hate there. And Dave, um, when you got actually in the film footage, it, it was fantastic. But like you said, I think you spent a little bit too much time just relaxing and talking. Um, you know, it's better when there's other people to bounce talk back and forth off of. But I loved you guys' solo episode. They were, they were so much fun. Let me hurry up before we uh, run out of time. I loved your uh, Capture Kill release review. That was that was shit. No question this time, guys. Just keep doing what you're doing. Nope, cut off. Okay, but hey, that's perfect. perfect. Thanks, JP. 
Thanks, JP. Yeah, he hit a deer. What was that? I don't know. These soundboards <laughs> suck. <laughs> they do suck. What kind of soundboard thing is that? It's not like fucking... I don't even know. Yeah, it was horrible. Thanks, JP. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> JP, I'm, you're going to be interested now by the time. Well, you, you've heard it already because of the episode, but my discovery on what, you know, some of the reasons behind some of the fuckery going on in those uh, other uh, group pages. Mm hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, indeed. Yeah, so how about that? He thought episode 30 was our best show. Yeah, nice. And he man. hit a deer. And he hit a deer. Did, okay, Probably one of my jokes. <laughs> Did he live or die, the deer? I she? think he lived out the rest of uh, Get Out after that. <laughs> or maybe it was like Train to Busan. It, it just came back to life. <laughs> Why did that happen in Train to Busan? That's the Train. one thing. Up... Train to Busan. Busan? Yeah, yeah. Our, our little friend. Yeah. Um, our little why friend. did that happen in Train to Busan? Who cares? It was a creepy moment. Yeah, but they never. I know, I know. It. They never. Yeah. Isn't it odd? It's the one thing about that movie that left me scratching my head. It was cool, but they didn't go anywhere with it. It'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what it'd be like. I just. Well, it had to start somewhere. The infection. It evidently started with the animals, right? Well, they were just showing the viewer that things were being reanimated from death. Yeah. So the inf- but they never really got into how the infection started. No. But it's odd that a deer would be the first thing we saw that was a zombie. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> just, it was cool as fuck. I just, yeah, you know what I'm was. saying? Um, so, yeah, Lauren Ashley Carter. Yes, coming up on every show, basically. And her show, I don't think, has dropped yet. But by the time this hits the airwaves, maybe. And if not, she was she, she we were discussing um, what to record on. And, you know, she's trying to record it and edit herself. I don't know if she's going to edit herself, but she's trying to record it. She, she can record on my lap if she wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, not happening. No, not interested. <laughs> she has a great idea and a great lineup, so hopefully she can do it. And if not, well, then, then she she joins us on some more shows. And if not, then I start a whole other podcast because I'm free now, and she becomes a co-host for it. What do you guys think? You could do whatever you want. <laughs> Dave's, gonna come to, Dave's gonna come to us one day. He's like, I got really good, good good news for you guys. I'm gonna make you guys feel real good. I started a show with Lauren Ashley Carter, and Exploding Heads is done. So you guys have so much free time now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Isn't that good? Isn't that I get great news. I get good news and bad news. <laughs> That's all. I'll start episode thirty-five. All right, guys. Good news and bad news. It's our last show, and it's our last show. <laughs> And me and Lauren are doing our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was a great show. I mean, it was a great time, and, and she was great. And see, the thing is, JP, I knew that she was a horror fan and, other, and stuff. Otherwise, believe me, I just wouldn't put some jabroni uh, on the show. I just wouldn't pick any actress and say, hey, let's have her on and talk and see what happens. I knew that she was a horror fan. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have done that. So, once again, Dave Z has these, um, what's that? What's the word I was using? Uh, I, I know mental, how to, mental breakdowns. Talent. Yeah. Okay. Mental breakdowns. I'm a talent scout, right? I have an eye for talent. There you go. That's what it is. So Facebook fuckery. I thought you were going to say premonition. That's what you meant. Like, just like you, you knew that it would just work out. JP, JP used the word egregious. I think he's been using that a lot. I noticed he must have a word of the day calendar or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way a Mexican like that would know that word without a word of the day calendar. <laughs> Oh, you guys. 
Oh, you crazy, wacky Mexicans. Ah, indeed. Okay, so I guess that's that. Uh, before we move on to our re- review segments, I am going to say... It's triple um, R's because it's round-robin reviews, not re-re-review section. Reviews. I'm going to give the information here. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast at gmail.com and... 702-625-2224. 702-625-2224. Emails, voicemails. You want to get on the mailing list and see what we're up to? Do that, and we will hook you up. So I'm going to give a shout-out to five podcasts. Horror podcast. Bam. Horror Drunks podcast. BB and BC, which is Badass Booze and Body Counts. Horror Business don't go down that road, and who goes there? Podcast. And once again, another shout out to Cinema Psyops because I came back on for another guest appearance. We talked about Castle Freak and had a great time, and we talked about horse sex and lots of cool shit. So, oh, horse can't... sex, horse, horse, H O R S E. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said a horse. horse I have it. I have it every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a horse. So, yeah. And that's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Who needs a soundboard? <laughs> we have got to get the damn... Is that a blowjob No, that was the horse thumping, clicking. Oh! <laughs> Galloping like... Oh, like... Like we're all like Michael Winslow's. We're a round robin of Michael Winslow's. Yeah, is that his name? Sound mixers. From uh, so, Police Academy? Yeah. He does yeah. a... The desktop works well. Listen to this. What is that? R2-D2? <laughs> <laughs> that was my first review. <laughs> there you go. Like there you go. You sounded like a freaking blowjob over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse walking away from one of Christian's blowjobs. That's why Brandon didn't recognize the sound. (laughs) 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 Woo. Okay. Um, (laughs) There was a documentary years ago about a guy who had sex with a horse and died. There was an actual documentary. I got to find it. The horse died or the guy? The guy died. (laughs) Okay. Because the horse thrusted too hard and, and hit his... His order. Oh, God him. damn it! There's an actual Ugh. documentary, and it was a mainstream documentary. I just, I, I'm telling you, I will find it next show. Oh, are you serious? Cliffhanger! I swear, all, tr- all honesty here, I'm not. Why would a somebody joke make what a documentary why? about that? They, what, don't you want to know about like what this, what was wrong with this guy? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't that. think there's images or is it, you know. <laughs> I hope not. I just. I can't believe that this ha- okay. I can understand that this happened, but I can't believe somebody said, "You know what? There needs to be a documentary about this, and there's an audience for this." I'm just. Yeah. I think he had a friend who helped him because his friend had to mount the horse, get the horse to go up on its hind oh, legs. Lord. What people mount a- horses all the time? Was it a white horse or oh, a black horse? The horse was <laughs> fucking him. Yeah, that makes a big difference. It was. A, it was probably a black stallion. Yeah. Oh. BBH. Oh, he was. He was the catcher, not the pitcher. Yes, Is that what he was the catcher, and he got and he got killed. Oh, wow, that's what he gets. Oh, what you he thought he was trying to get the horse from behind, and the horse just hooved him back? That's what I was trying <laughs> to get. Against a tree? I don't know. 
thrusting too hard. I'm yeah. thinking the guy. I just got confused. What? Well, that's what he gets. Come on, a guy. A guy let a, a horse put his big Come horse. horsey. It's it's from 2007 <laughs> and it's called Zoo. Oh my lord, I have no interest. Oh, that's a whole thing. And if you want to listen to it, we talked about it on Cinema Psyop for oh. ten minutes. You want a salt lake? I'll give you a salt lake. <laughs> a salt lick and battery. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, cliffhangers. By the way, do we have any cliffhangers from another time or no? No cliffhangers. No. That was a thing. Remember, we used to always have cliffhangers? We forgot them all. We should bring them back for season two. Let's bring them back. There we go. I had one in my solo cast, but I still haven't found that stupid essay. Essay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my Mexican <laughs> friend. Hey, essay, where are you? <laughs> JP is my stupid essay. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I'm surprised you know what Chris is talking about, considering no one listened to his solo cast. <laughs> Dave's joke was way better, but your joke was good, too. <laughs> Dave's joke was better, but I had to... <laughs> I had to try it upstage. They were both good. I tried upstage you. I just ah. wanted to add insult to injury. Are we ready? Are we ready for triple R's? Yeah, man. Who wants to go first? All right. The first film I saw from 2017 is a film called Cruel Summer. It's, it's directed. Cruel? It's directed by Philip Escott and Craig Newman. Now, the interesting about this film is it's based on actual events, but I. I didn't put a lot of time into this, but I wish I was able to put more time into this and find what the actual events were because it's very, um, it's a very tough movie to watch. It's not an easy watch. So it's about a young autistic boy named Danny, and he's going on this solo camping trip near his home, like in in the woods, like not too far. Like he has to be driven, but he's you know he's in in town, and he's uh, he's going on his camping trip near his home in order to earn some sort of badge for. I don't know if he's in scouts, what they call it. They're, they're in England. So whatever, whatever their scouts are there. And his mom and dad are really supportive and caring. And, you know, they drive him and drop him off. And they're going to leave him for the weekend. And then when he's done camping, they're going to come pick him up. Running concurrently is a character named Nicholas. He's just enraged. He's a real bastard. He's just angry. He's a bully. His girlfriend just broke up with him. And he's all angry. And he goes to see one of his friends, Julia. And Julia really likes Nicholas. So Julia's trying to, like, say, you know, why won't you date me? We'd be good together, this and that. And and Nicholas is being mean to her, and he's trying to get her. And she's trying to get him all angry by telling her that her ex, that his ex-girlfriend was not only a whore, but that she also slept with this autistic boy, Danny. So now he becomes enraged, and he's like, I got to find this kid because he wants to beat the crap out of him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so from there, most of the story is Nicholas, Julia, and they meet up with another friend named Calvin. It's mostly them and their journey to go try and find Danny. They even stop by at the parents' house at one point pretending to be friends of his. But what happens is throughout the story, you know, things get added. Like Nicholas convinces Calvin that Danny is a pervert and and a pedophile says that he touches little girls he plays he plays on uh like calvin's he plays on calvin that way because calvin has a little sister so he's like this is why you should come along and and beat him up too and just the 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 tone of the film gets darker and darker you know the the dread builds because it it starts you know right where you 
you see something bad's gonna happen. It actually starts with um, with them beating him up. I know we hate that in movies. We talk about that jumping right to like a scene towards the end, and oh, then cutting right. back. So they do that. So you know they're doing something bad to him. But the dialogue throughout senses that, you know, we're we're gonna beat him up. We're gonna kick the shit out of him. Then later it keeps building, building to the point where it's like, he's he's never getting out of those woods. And it's based on actual events. I'm, you know, obviously you don't need me to to tell you how this story concludes. It it's um, you know, it's it's not a happy film. You know, it's very realistic. It's very indie. Gets to the point, packs a punch. No lightheartedness at all. It's a short film. Probably runs like eighty minutes. I enjoyed this one. I would like to know more about the actual story. I feel like this would be better served as almost a documentary but the actors were terrific so i don't mind learning about this first and i'd I'd like to know about the actual story if it's exactly like this or just loosely based on events because i can see shit like this happening it sounds like a a larry clark movie doesn't it (laughs) yeah 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 and it has that kind of that kind of feel to it i gave this one a seven and a half nice I'm really intrigued. So, is it horror at all, or is it like a Larry Clark movie, where it's just it's more it's more like a Larry Larry Clark film. Mm. I discovered it and looked it up, and you know, on the B, it's listed as drama, horror, thriller. But Mm -hmm. it's you know, the horror is really just the whole act of what what happens, really. It almost like uh, like the Girl Next Door or something. Yeah. Like that. Exactly. Okay. That, I'm, I really want to see this. It, it's very good. I, I would have liked more character development and, and learn more about these characters well before this day, because this is just the day of the incident. But again, I don't know if this story is based on these actual characters or these characters are kind of made up and the story is like completely different. You know, when you hear actual events or true story, to what extent is it true? Nice. So. You know, I've I've seen this around. I've, I've seen so here. Yeah, I'm intrigued too. I, I heard it was very powerful, actually. So it is. It is. Yeah. Looking forward powerful. to seeing it. This is the first I've heard about anything plot wise at all. So I'm I'm very intrigued. Shit. Cool. Cool. I can go. Um, 2017. One of us. One of us. One of us. Uh, this is a movie. It's basically a cult type movie, and there is um, a missing girl. I mean, it's one of these films, again, that you see something at the beginning. And it, it comes later on, you know, there's a reason for it. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of describing it wrong right off the bat because I'm thinking about the opening scene. But uh, <laughs> a girl goes missing, and there is a girl by the name of Melanie, and she is friends with this girl. And she has a sister named Sophie who was an ex-cop. And this Melanie girl's a reporter, and she has this friend that, that, you know, she runs off and goes missing. You know, she wants to get down to the bottom of it. So to try to speed it up here, there is a cult going on. There are girls walking around dressed in white, and there's a guy that's the leader of them. And we only see in the opening scene that they're calling him father, which is so damn typical of, of a cult leader, but that's what it is. So this girl goes undercover, this Melanie, because she's a reporter. Of course, she wants to find out what happened. And her last, her friend's last known place was this area. So she goes there kind of against her sister's will. And they, they, they also share a, a, a mutual friend. He's the editor 
of the uh, the paper that she works for, but he's friends with both sisters. So she she sets out to find out what's going on here, and right away she goes to this coffee shop in the area, and she sees these two girls working there by the name of Luna and Venus, and this Venus girl is really uh, very hippy dippy type, uh, very free spirited, and this other girl Luna is really like uptight and, and kind of bitchy, so. This uh, again, Melanie wants to get involved and find out what's going on. So of course, suspicions arise when she meets these two because they're acting a certain way, they're they're dressed a certain way, and uh, she, on the way into the coffee shop, she bumps into a cop and says something, and he, the way he responds, it doesn't really give her any any positive feelings. She's like, oh, I don't know what's going on in this area. So she decides she's going to go figure out. She's going to try to sneak around and see what's going on. So she does sneak around and she gets busted by uh, the guy that's the leader, her father, who introduces himself as Brent, and she pretends that she's running away and that she's tired of everything. And he basically take, takes her into his harem, and she sees that her friend isn't there, but there are a total of five girls there. So she ends up joining this cult. And, of course, like always, it always starts out nice where they, they, they don't have cell phones, they eat their own food, they use very limited electricity, they, they just want to be away from the world, they want a peaceful atmosphere, environment, and... You know, that's what we see. So as it's going on, you, you learn more about her. She's investigating what's going on with this girl. She agrees to stay, and her cell phone gets confiscated, but she has a backup once. They find that one, and they don't make a big deal out of it, but you know something's up. She's trying to stay in contact with her sister her sister, and uh, this guy, Gavin, who's the, you know, the, the, the guy that she works for, the editor, and um, she can only do so much. So they start getting nervous about it. We hear more about it, and you know, it's honestly this Brent guy does good. All the acting is really good, and I don't want to say it's 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 nothing we haven't seen before, but it's I was in, interested throughout the whole movie. Uh, you hear more about this Brent guy's background, and in, in the meantime, this girl's having dreams, and you can't tell if they're dreams or they're not dreams. There's another thing that's coming in into the picture where um, they're wandering off, and you don't know why, and I don't want to say too much. Bottom line is, you don't know if it's reality or she's still investigating. Like, you don't know if she falls into this cult at one point or she still has an agenda. And then you find out that the people are looking for her and something totally cliched happens towards the end. But there ends up being an interesting climax anyway. And it's a good cult film. It kept my interest throughout. I, I enjoyed it. I, ultimately, I give it a 7 out of 10. So I recommend it. It's called One of Us. Cool. Love me yeah. some cult chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there are some hot cult chicks, definitely, in this movie. So, but it's good. It's there's really not a dull moment. It's definitely, I definitely recommend it. Okay. Well, I will go next, and uh, well, since it's my turn, <laughs> <laughs> and. I'm going to cover a 2017 brand new release from A House on Willow Street. Uh, this actually did premiere at the After Dark Festival in Toronto back in the fall. Uh, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love that. <laughs> but uh, hit VOD and other uh, streaming services on Friday. And it involves a gang of thieves. They're following a girl... And their goal is to nab her for ransom because they know that the parents have 
access to like 300 carats of diamonds and, and such. So uh, they say that they've got to do this within a certain period of time. The certain period of time goes by so that they, they have to act on it and they nab her. But of course, they get more than they bargained for. First thing I'll tell you right off the bat is that this movie has great production values. I was shocked. Totally surprised by this. First, I love the poster. The poster art for this is stellar. I'll give it major kudos for the poster art. If you haven't seen the poster art, check it out. It's great with the, the girl and their hair weaves and all the characters are... It looks like old school like artwork. So you uh, wear the hair weave? Yeah, no, yeah. She wears a hair <laughs> with. Yep, exactly. Is it like red and black? Is the hair red and the background black? It is. Culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've come across it, but didn't pay much attention. But okay, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and look so at great, it. Great, great poster, great production values. Uh, the camera work was surprisingly good as well. The music was great. I really enjoyed the music throughout. How the, was the craft services? The craft services, I'm not too sure of. <laughs> Why do you want the review or do you not want the review? Funny. I either go too short or you, you, you fucking dildo. I just too short. I thought that joke was gold, but I'm yeah. the only one laughing. Yeah. What, the craft services joke? Uh, wait, wait. Hold funny. on. Hold on a I second. Laughed. Well, you're the only two because the audience isn't right now. About the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's better than mine. So, I'm sorry, Chris. That's the last time I'm interrupting you. It's better than I do. I doubt it. Um, so the <laughs> the yeah. acting is spotty. And the dialogue is weak, which is probably one of the the one weaknesses, of, the major weakness of the film. The dialogue is just kind of ho-hum. Um, and there's some CGI, mostly in the latter part of the movie, which is totally unnecessary and is just laughably bad. So after the setup, it's one of those movies that has a lot of walking around and jump scares galore. It's lots of jump scares, pop-outs, so if you love that, then this is going to be the movie for you. And I guarantee this movie will have more jump scares than any other movie this year. Ooh, the downfall yeah. is I don't like that. And it just is so repetitive. So it's like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Set up, someone's walking with a flashlight. Insert jump scare. Cut to other actor walking with a flashlight. Insert jump scare. It just becomes formulaic right from the get-go. And... That's the major, the movie's major problem. It plays out like a been there, done that. We've seen it all before. You just said you, you don't think you saw, you, that was like the movie you saw, Dave. This one, we've seen it all before. In fact, this reminded me of that movie I didn't really like. And maybe it was a little too harsh on two years ago, uh, Exeter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exeter. It reminded me of kind of a that in a way, just with the possession factor. So... Uh, it's just nothing really stands out once it gets beyond the fact that it's that repetition. Admittedly, I jumped a couple of times. You know, so the jump scares did work. So uh, two out of 20. Yeah. Jump scares works for you. Right? Exactly. And there's, and there's some good blood, some good gore, uh, but it felt forced. And, and there's still, you know, there's still good things to be had, but there's just nothing else that differentiates this from anything else. I was jumping around with my rating because I'm like, how do I rate this? I, it's not that it was a shit movie. Some people may think it's a shit movie. It's actually trending really horribly on uh, IMDb. Uh, it's, it's trending very low. Uh, people are pissing on the movie and it's not that bad. It's just nothing great. So I just, I came in right at a five. Five out of ten. Ah. Disappointing. I was expecting. Yeah. I was hoping I, for higher. Not I would like to see what other people think of it, but it just it just felt so familiar. Like nothing, yeah. 
to differentiate it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was gonna watch that this week, but thank you. Now I will. Well, I, but see, okay, well, it'll be interesting. No, dude, I, I'm actually jump scares. Come on. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Jason Lloyd thinks of these this one because, like, just because he really enjoyed Exeter, so it'd be interesting to find out what he thinks of this. I want to see what Jason Lloyd thinks about what was the one I mentioned last week uh, when they were in that house and I said it was Evil Dead like. Oh, do you remember the title? No, no, I have to go back to the episode. I'll look right now. We go on. Oh, no. Was it We Go On? No, no, that was no, that, that was Brandon's movie. Bornless one or Bornless one. That was Bornless. <laughs> I always say that. I can't help it. Those poor eunuchs. They like to be called eunuchs, not boneless ones. <laughs> boneless ones. Yes. Oh shit. So wait, five out of ten? Okay. Yeah, and I was at a five and a half. I even maybe at one point I was at a six. And then I just, you know, I'm like, you know what? No, it's average. It, nothing else. Five. All right. All right. Brandon, are you going to are you gonna bring this home with a big one? Are you going to have a great recommendation? A great recommendation? We'll see. Mm. The second movie from 2017. 2007? <laughs> 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a mild stroke in between. That. 2083. Yes. <laughs> 2086. Six. Yeah, I can't even make a joke. All right. Is the Belko experiment? Ah, I've been hearing so many mixed things about this. Movie. I really want to see this movie, too. I, hear, I, I almost went to this movie and yeah. decided against it. But now. I, I got to be honest. After watching this film, I really think, Dave, this is not a film you're going to like. I'm not, I don't want to discourage you from checking it out. I just think that everything about this film is, is stuff you're not going to like. I heard it's gory. That's, that's it a, is oh, gory. Yes. That is its saving grace. It's a good, fun gore film. But I think some of the gore and some of the – it's more horror action almost. Oh, okay. But it's directed by Greg McLean, who obviously did um, – Wolf Creek, and he oh. did Rogue, and he did The Darkness from last year. I never saw that one, but there's a lot of characters in it, but it, it, it does a decent job of of jumping around to these characters enough where you feel like you know them so that you can kind of get an idea of who's who's good, who's not good, you know, stuff like that. There's, there's 80 people. It takes place in Bogota, Colombia. There's 80 American workers at this company called Belco, and they're locked inside their office and forced to play a game of kill or be killed. It's like they have to, you have to kill eight people in the next two hours, or else we're gonna kill thirty of you. Love that premise. Love it him. is a great, it is a great premise. It gets a, it, you know, the thing that was that immediately made me think it was just kind of silly and ridiculous is that when when the killings start, they don't hit their quota on the first round of kills. So they immediately kill 30 people, and how they get killed is their heads explode because they have chips in the back of their head. Exploding heads. Exploding heads. This is our movie. Yeah. 10 it, out of 10. Technically, I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. Exploding heads. That's great. But would you ever work for a company in another country and let them implant a chip in your head as a way of tracking you? Not Columbia. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That, they immediately come to the conclusion, oh, it must – these chips they put in our head, they must be the explosives that are going off. It's like it's just Aww. like a silly setup from the start, but it's yeah, but okay. to be honest, yeah, that's it does kind of... it does jump right into the action, which is great. Like in the first five minutes you're 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 getting into it. 
you know, it starts yes, off with them, with them showing up at work and you're just getting a sense that you're getting the sense of doom is coming. They're actually turning away all the um, employees from Colombia. You see all these Colombians who are trying to get into work. They're being sent home because it's only for it's only a game for the American people. <laughs> what? Obviously, they're not going to kill the, their natives. So it's wait. Open. The the Colombians don't have anything implanted in their head. Only the Americans. exactly only the Americans. Oh, I like the supremacy even more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but come on, they would voluntarily work at a job where you're going to put something implanted in your neck and, and not care. Yeah, yeah, just the Americans. Dude, yeah. I worked at a casino and I, I discovered that in, in the shirt that I was wearing at the casino that there was a little tiny, almost like the size of a watch battery device in my shirt and that pissed me off enough that I removed it because I figured it's probably a tracking device or something. So there's yeah. no way. Ah, whatever. It's how can you how can you rip because... off the Bellagio when you have that in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. Ocean thirteen. It's scary yeah. because this could be the wave of the future. You think about it, implanting a device. It doesn't seem so far fetched. I would never allow it, but it used to be so sci fi and now it's kinda of be being played off as just regular tech. Yeah, Especially well you yeah. Yeah, I mean, aren't they putting, aren't they tracking, like, uh, aren't they putting something in babies now when they're born for something or other? I know Christian got in trouble for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was filming the Serbian movie, too. Serbian film style? No, <laughs> oh, no, that's dogs. They, they they put tracking device in dogs, not babies. <laughs> I can't tell if Christian's laughing or not. I can't tell if his mic's I wasn't on. Like, no, oh, my mic was like, off. <laughs> I it was off. And I made a Serbian joke too, and I, it was off, but it will record, what? like I told you. A Serbian joke? Yeah. Wow. Not a Serbian oh, joke. A Serbian film joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to mention earlier that we hadn't had a Dave Z patented yeah. watch. Because yeah. I said babies. I Trademark, said Dave Z. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you give the movie? Well, uh, you know, the gore is great. The the hey. once once the action starts, it's fantastic. John Gallagher Jr. basically plays your protagonist, and right off the bat, the head of the company, played by Tony Goldwyn, you immediately see is going to be your antagonist, because it's basically you know kill or be killed, and uh, you know it's it's so much fun for those whatever 75, 80 minutes that it runs, but the ending is just so been there done that and i could i'm not gonna say the ending i'm not even gonna say the films that i could name off the top of my head that remind me of that ending but there are plenty and it just completely ruined it take off that ending and just leave it as a fun film with that ending on adds nothing to it but the film itself just a fun solid seven out of ten okay cool that that's that's a rental i'm not gonna go to the theater for yeah it. no nothing groundbreaking never nothing revolutionary but but fun Seven out of ten. I might watch it again. I probably will watch it again, but you know, nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Still well, intrigued. I got one. <laughs> I'm intrigued too. Yeah, especially because there's gore in it. You know, I mean, I'm more intrigued for that one than I am for the one that Christian was talking about. The um, because it was something I liked about it that he said. Uh, what was it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was the first movie you talked about? What house on uh, or from a house. On Willow Street? Yeah. Well, whatever. The jump scares? You like jump scares? <laughs> well, see, that's just not too many jump scares. But there was something you said that... that oh, the flashlight. 
You like flashlights. Oh, I love I flashlights. I know you're very big on flashlight horror. <laughs> I am. I am. There's a, there's a total scene. There's a one little sequence that looks like it's totally ripped off from Lights Out. Funny enough, but we're not going to get back to that. You got to... I, I want to see what other people think of this movie. So you two are the ones I talk to mostly. So check it out and let me know. Well, after you guys watch Voodoo for me, I want to know if you guys think that it, it's a Halloween uh, you know, haunt. <laughs> like I said last show, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, now here's one. This movie's 2017. I believe that it's only released on iTunes. I have not seen it on Prime, and I, I don't even know if it's a physical media. Uh, but it's called Man Versus. Have you guys heard of this one? Yeah, man. I, I talked about it last year. <laughs> you did? He yeah. Did talk about it last it, it year. Was, uh, it was filmed in Guelph, Ontario, like 20 minutes from my house. Northern Ontario is what they kept talking well, about. Well, yeah, so. it's actually... Yeah, a little further than that. But yeah, close enough to my house. And yeah, it's a found footage mixed movie. In a way. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that. Did you watch Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was on okay. uh, It was on the movie network or, or HBO Canada. Okay. HBO well, I, I know Canada. that it was recorded. recorded. HBOC. <laughs> HBOC. <laughs> well, I know that it was made in 2015, but it's only come to the States in 17 on iTunes. I did that. You know, otherwise I wouldn't be discussing it as a 2017. So I have to keep it as a 2017. Yeah, question. Yeah. You know. But uh, even, basically, you know, it's a year ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a guy's name is Doug, and his um, he, he he has a television show. hasn't gotten big yet, but he's they're trying to make that leap in the third season, and the show they're about to film is going to be the 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 first episode of that season. And his show is called um, Woods Versus. And he basically, it's him, and he has a brother that's with him, and a friend, and a girl. And the three of them are they're on the production side of it. But basically what this guy does is, and why you said it's found footage, because it is a little bit like the mockumentary style, where his whole gimmick is he goes in the woods by himself, and he, basically it's like, the, it's like Survivor, except it's a one-guy thing. So he'll go somewhere for five days, and he'll live off the land. And that's what the show is. That's what each episode is, where he goes to a new place for five days. So they go to this new place in northern Ontario. Ontario, Sorry, Ontario. It's more central Ontario. They meet up they meet up with their guide at a bar. His name is Duncan, and uh, he has to take them to this remote location. So he gets out there, and of course, like I said, he's by himself, but the people in production, his brother and the other two, they're not too far off, but he has to be kind of secluded. So his only communication with them is like the satellite cell phone thing that he has. He goes off, he starts filming. In the first night, he hears this loud noise while he's sleeping, um, doesn't know what it is, and it just, it just it comes and goes. And it's okay, it's no big deal, whatever, he went back to bed. The next morning, you know, he has to fend for himself and get food. He's trying to go fishing. And he goes to where the, the lake is, and he sees a bunch of dead fish in the lake. And then he sees, like, almost like lightning split some trees. There's, like, a, um, a gash in the middle of, like, the forest. And it's almost like a perfect, you know, split. So he looks at this, well, that can't be lightning. So now you can kind of maybe, I had an idea when I saw this. When I see dead, you know, animals and something that might have happened in a tree, I'm starting to think, I think I know where this is going to go. So he sees a wolf there. The wolf wants nothing to do with the fish. So he's like, well, what's up with this? So the next thing you know, he loses his satellite. So now he doesn't have any communication with them. And 
most of the movie is just him. You know, it's it's a one man show. He keeps hearing noises. He traps a few. Uh, he, you know, he's building different traps for. Um, he's trying to capture uh, rabbits. So he sets up a couple rabbit traps and he shows how he does it. He kills. He kills two of them and he hangs one up and he eats one. He's trying to conserve. And then sometime during the night, you see that one of the rabbits that he ties up in a tree because he has to tie it up so the wildlife won't get to it. It lowers by itself. We don't see why. We just see that it's being lowered. So we don't see what's lowering it or anything. Long story short, er. more and more things start happening to this guy. Uh, he keeps hearing noises in the woods. He thinks that it's a coyote or a bear or something. Eventually, he finds one of his rabbit traps, and there's like this weird substance under where you think a dead rabbit was going to be. He lifts it up because it's like set up by a rock, and there's like this weird substance there. You don't know what it is. Uh, he ends up losing his phone, and then he has these chess pieces because he plays chess by himself to keep himself busy. As it goes on, strange things start happening where you know that it's not an animal doing this because they're moving chess pieces. You know, they're they're doing things that a, a person or would be doing. It's not an animal. So it, it, his, his case gets worse and worse. He has no way out. He finally decides, I'm going to bail the hell out of here. I know it's supposed to be five days, but he tells him as he's filming, make it look like it's five days. I got to get the hell out of here. They're not getting back to him, so he, he's bugging out. Then all of a sudden, there, there, there becomes an interesting reveal, uh, a few more reveals. And again, it's nothing we haven't seen before. And I kind of had idea an idea where it was going to go, but it's set up so well... I just happen to like the way it plays out, and it, you find out that because he's secluded in the woods, you're, you you know you anticipate that when a guy secluded, that it's gonna be a you know horror is on him and him only, and we find out that it's you know it, it's not quite what you think it is, and I, I'm you know I may be saying too much already, but I enjoyed the movie. What? I'm intrigued. Good, you should be. I enjoy. I, I don't know if everyone's gonna like it as much as I do. I just happen to connect with it and you won't know why until you see it but it's something that personally freaks me out so when you see what's going on it's like wow that that's that's uh, pretty fucked you just up. gave it away so. it's a killer rocking horse <laughs> with human disfigurement yeah with oh. with bolt with bolt chinny and whatever seven out of ten that's what i say christian i can't i can't remember what i gave it i think i may have been six six and a half um, okay. I, I enjoyed it. The acting was good. It's a one-man show for the most part. Yeah. Well, it is a one-man show, and it's well-made. Uh, the location was great. The fact that it was filmed right around the corner was awesome, too. Uh, and I just remember the CGI is the only thing, unfortunately, budget lim limitation. So CGI was a little limited in the it wasn't last... bad. wasn't yeah. and, great. And an interesting, an interesting side note that you won't find on IMDb, that sticky substance under the rock was actually Christian's. <laughs> <laughs> DNA proved it yeah. once again. The um, I I think I, I remember saying that uh, I wish they just stuck with found footage because they cut to his camera shots so many times that it might as well have been a setup camera for the whole show. I agree. It would have been better as a found footage movie. They they, they pretty much do it. It's like one of those movies that seventy percent of it or or eighty percent of it is found footage and the rest of it is just a camera shot, but. Who needs a tracking slow dolly shots when he's got the cameras all set up for the show? They've already explained that away. So you perfect, perfect reasoning. All these found footage movies, why do they keep recording? Why do they keep recording? We know why these are recording. He's doing a Survivor Man show. Right. 
and that's why they're on. So it would have been, there's no need to not have it found footage. I think that was my little nitpick of it, but I still enjoyed the movie. Let's remake it and we'll do a found footage. We'll go to Toronto. We'll do it. There you go. That was filmed right. that in Rockwood. Rockwood. Rockwood, no Ontario. Rockwood. No right. sleep till Rockwood. Anyway. Rockwood. <laughs> Seven out of ten. He hasn't seen it. Yeah. My turn. 2017. Watched it today. I think it's new to... I think it just dropped on Shudder. Prevenge. Oh, it's on uh-huh. Shutter. Nice. I didn't. I didn't it's on Shutter, Shutter, man. So I didn't know where yeah. it came out. Well, it was on. Oh, you, I, I, I saw it on iTunes. I'm like, you can only buy it, and I'm like, well, it's on Shutter for free, and I subscribe <laughs> to Shutter. I'm gonna buy it on iTunes, so I bought it on iTunes. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I watched it on Shutter. It's just important. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would buy. You know what? I, again, when you're when you're paying for a service, you forget. But if I was Still into collecting DVDs for Clive Barker to sign and sell on eBay. I would buy this movie. And that's how I'll open it. It's more comedy than anything. It's not more comedy. There's comedic elements for sure. For yeah. sure. So the the woman that wrote, directed this is amazing. So she wrote, directed, and started it. Wow. Uh, Alice Lowe. She's awesome. She was in a hot fuzz and a bunch of other things. British. Um, so she's seven months pregnant and I think really pregnant in the movie from the quick thing I read up afterwards. It was a very busy day. So I did very little research, but in the sense of like, I think she was literally pregnant uh, while making the movie. So nice. the, her unborn child talks to her and convinces her to kill a certain collection of people. Wow. And that's the movie. So there is definitely comedic elements. I laughed out loud at least twice uh, but it does. It's not Shaun of the Dead. It's nothing like that. It is a very well written slasher esque movie. Wow! So, cool. it's I, I I highly recommend it. Darkly comedic, solid acting, great script. The soundtrack was awesome. It's a synth soundtrack, shades of eighties. Just so it, that's that was lovely too, and a, a joy to hear. I know that sounds stupid, but no, it was really good to hear. Uh, and it manages to be really creepy and unsettling because of the voice for the baby and funny as well It's in places. Uh, admittedly, she uses that, I call it clear cell cam. You know clear cell, the pimple stuff? You guys have that in the States? Okay, so it's a, it's a big brand. So back in the day, they were doing the shaky cam commercials. Where I guess it was trying to be like a documentary. That's where I, I, re, I always remember seeing it. And then big movies started doing it all the time. Not found footage, but just regular movies where it, I guess just to make it more entertaining, the camera's moving a little bit. And I'm like, this movie doesn't need that, but it, it has that where it, it will go out of focus and in focus a little bit. I'm like, ah, I didn't need this. And I was a little... Like it took me out of the movie at the beginning, but I I got used to it, and it and I got it doesn't take away from the movie at all, is where I'm going with it. Cool. Short answer. So it, as the story unfolds, it's a total non-issue. Uh, I say definitely check this out. I don't know if I'm coming in too high, but right now it stands at eight point five out of ten, and wow. that's on the first view. I I really enjoy this movie. Awesome. Right after I told my wife, I said I think we should watch this. Ooh. I think we should watch this together because I think you'll really like this movie. It even reminded me of Baby Blood, the French. Yeah, I know French. You say what you want. The French, the nineteen ninety French movie. Now that one was different though. But isn't the, that also on Shutter right now? I don't know, but I I would love if it is. I got to see that again because it's been a That's long the the time. Early, from the early nineties. Yeah, I think it was nineteen ninety. Yeah, it's on yeah, somewhere. It's I think definitely it's, on it's streaming it's on somewhere. 
positively okay. because I added it to my list. I think it's on Shutter. Now that's a bit different. That, that is even a little crazier. It's way gorier, and, and it's about a monster that goes into a woman that it, it infects her fetus, and that talks. But that's creepy and insane as well. Uh, but yeah, it reminded me of that a little bit. So uh, you know, just check it out. That's all I can say. Nice. Prevenge. Definitely. Can't wait. Prevenge. Too bad we did that other review for that other movie because we could have had a special with Prevenge and Treevenge. <laughs> 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 Shit. So that is cool. Wow, at least it was, so we did get one. We got one high recommend out of uh, the six uh, that we've done so far. But all, all solid stuff, no, no garbage, it seemed, from the so six bait- films. True, yeah, yeah, true. No garbage, you're right. Well, an average film. Well, it depends bad. on how you're going to view from a house on Willow Street. That, some people might think it is garbage. I tend to come down on these movies, I find. Like, I came down on uh, uh, a handful of movies and, like, fucking anti-birth. And you know, people are rating it 7 out of 10 and saying it's not that bad. And people whatever. are crazy. Yeah, they're nuts. No, they're, they're they don't wrong. even use drugs, these people. I thought I, I could maybe see it if I was wasted on something, but the people that are, 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 are liking it are straight. That's the strange part. At least I think they are. Because <laughs> I could see some movies I can look at them and say, Did Vince like it? Vince? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But Baby Blood, I want to see it because I have not, and I wanted to um, watch it because Slice and Dice podcast did it, and um, they uh, th- their whole gimmick with Slice and Dice is it's, it's almost kind of like what Netflix and Chill does, where they only do the movies um, that are streaming on a site. So yeah. well, that's cool. It's definitely, it, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. And you know what? I gotta plug them. I, I gotta plug Death by a Podcast too. But I don't know if I haven't yet. But you guys should listen to that show. Okay. I have, and, and no, it is great. Uh, they've been very, uh, you know, supportive of us, which is yeah, great yeah. too. And you know what? Um, what I just learned today, and I never knew this, but I heard it's crap, but I haven't seen it, so I'd like to reserve judgment for myself, is that there's Lady Blood, a sequel to Baby Blood that came out in like the late 2000s. What? Like 2006 or 2008, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. What? Yeah. We got two today, Brandon. It's our yeah, lucky day. One special. So far, I don't know. We might get more. Lady Blood, yeah, Lady Blood sequel. I didn't know that. So now we're going to get into Slumber Party Massacre one, two, and three. We figured this is the only way to do it. We kept trying to get to them. It's been like a month since I watched two and three. We got to talk about them. We just kept running out of damn time. So we're we're implementing it in our triple R's, and we're going to try to make it quick. So, Slumber Party Massacre 1, 2, and 3. How do you guys want to do it? Can I can I get something off my chest first? Why, why does it always... I, mean, I don't want to... Some, like, please, I hope I don't offend anybody here. Because I just more of... Why, when a movie's instantly directed by a woman, is it automatically a feminist take on, a, on, on something? Like, I mean, I understand there's the phallic drill. Like, I mean, we, we've known this well before these movies came out. Now, all three of these movies have been directed by women. All three of these movies are goofy. There's no redeeming values to them. They're, they're there to watch, and that's it. I, I don't think you could take anything from them. They're gory fun. That's all they are, in my opinion. Um, yes, there's, there's no feminist social commentary yeah, in th- any disagree. of these. I no, I, and you're, you're, you're not alone, but I, I, I agree one. with Brandon. No, part one, part one. Well, that's what everybody says. Part one has it. I, you think that they're making, that comment was made 
long ago. It was made in the original movies that happened to be directed by men, I guess, that the that the knife was the phallus and, and the phallic or symbol and whatever. I mean, so this one is just rammed down your throat, no pun intended, like, with the, with, yeah, with the drill bit and whatever. Christian, what's that noise you were doing before that I kept saying? Sound of like, oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. <laughs> see, see, no, no, no. Do the footsteps noise or, or the. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's him blowing the French. I promise you. <laughs> and I, I please take this as a, a means to start conversation. I'm not. I don't mean this in a, a negative way. I'm not trying to be offensive by any means. I just. Sometimes it irks me. Like when I watched American Psycho, the movie, and they're like, it's a feminist take. That I could see completely in the way that it was directed and the way that it was filmed. And and with Sumber Party Massacre, I felt like by carbon copying the formula, I didn't find that there was any uh, social commentary to it. Well, yeah, and the only thing you could even make an argument about, and I'm going to be interested in hearing what Dave says, is some of the stuff that's, that's on the surface. You know, having a telephone repair woman, the woman who's installing the peephole at, at the coach's house, the fact that all these girls, the main, all the girls, the whole gang is really into sports. Yeah, but they all get naked. It's like they yeah. do they do everything. Like if a guy directed this, no one would think twice. And I really do believe that. I don't think I think everybody would be like, oh, well, a woman directed. They'd be more surprised because I don't think that has a commentary. I really don't. I don't think so either, but I'm just trying to scratch the service. Yeah. I don't know what. And what I invite conversation. I would like to hear what other people think, uh, like uh, obviously on the Facebook page and whatever, because we, we put this out there sometimes. And, you know, sometimes we do get responses and a lot of times we don't. I'd really be interested in hearing everybody's take on the Slumber Party Massacre movies. I'm Specifically one. Yeah, specifically one where I think there is something there, but I don't think they hit you over the head with it. But I do think that there's just instances throughout the film that are obvious, and and that's it. I don't think it's it has to dominate the what you're watching or the, or the conversation we're gonna have or anything like that. I just I I think it's present there, but not the other two. But I don't think it's a huge thing. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's not as big as like, you know, <laughs> you could think of tons of movies. I no, but you know what? Like when it was re- when it was introduced, or when I even remember reading reviews before I even saw it, go a feminist take on the slasher film genre, or a f- yeah, and, and I'm like, no, it's it really it's, it's a it's a slasher film directed by a woman, but I don't I fail to see it, it has every convention and cliche. The women get naked for absolutely no reason. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there, yeah, there's well. no spin on it. There's no. There's no take. There's a couple of the shot with the drill bit, which is right from the cover of the of the actual that's, video box. That's huge. And that's that's no like pun huge, intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, that's there, and the fact the drilling and and whatever. Okay, that part's there, but but again, it's a carbon copy of every slasher film. There. Like I said, I see a little in part one, and I don't see now. I just thought of something that happens in the third one, which. I, it's in my notes, and I was commending it for it. But well, the no. third one rips off a lot of part one. Yeah, but this is something that I don't think I've seen before. And when we oh, get okay. to it, we'll get to it. But, but, but part I, one, part one, I will say this. It has the best screams. Screams? Screams. <laughs> the girls it has the best are... everything. Well, I'm, I'm not going to give anything away about how I feel about the other two, but the, the, every time a girl screams, and it, it does a great job to scream. This should be like the... The film to turn to when looking for scream queens in terms of 
in terms of that. I love it. Interesting. I, I, I didn't – wow. I, I watched it twice, and I, I didn't pick up on that. that that's interesting. I, it's every two what? seconds, someone else is screaming. Good gore. Good gore. Good, good pace. Good gore. Um, I, I, I don't like the fact that you really don't explain it. Like, again, it's just one of those killers shows up and kills, uh, and it's a goofy looking killer all in jean, jean jacket and jeans and whatever like that. He's just goofy and his face is goofy. You want to put on like, it's get uncle Lester to act like a psycho. Let's throw a jean jacket and some jeans on him. And, uh, so that takes some marks away from me because it's just so sort of lackluster in that regard. Like you're kind of like, you could add so much more. I don't know. But, I don't mind the simplicity. Escape killer. He manages just to be in front of Trish's house when he, when Trish throws her stuff away when her parents leave. So he decides, I'm going to follow this girl and torment her. He's a lunatic. So yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind the simple setup to it. I just wish he had a mask. Yeah. A mask would have benefited. Yeah. A just cool like mask. Just like Sorority House Massacre I mentioned the other time, too. It's what keeps these... And final exam. And all the ones that are not using the mask... What would have made these movies better is if they put a mask on. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. I mean, it's a And mask. I think, and then they could have played with that with the commentary as well. Like, it's a facade. I mean, there's so much more that could have been done with this movie. And that's why I almost think it should be remade. And a woman should direct it. <laughs> like, and, and do a true feminist take, in my opinion. They should have had like a Ronald Reagan mask on him or something. Yeah. It would have worked. Yeah, put a Reagan mask on. Shit. Oh, well, it's too late now. But I mean, who was your favorite girl from this one? Ah, uh, what's her name? Uh, hold on, I gotta Valerie? look her up. No, the, the the one that has the darkest skin. That girl is hot. The one that's walking yeah. around freaking the entire movie in, in the what do you call it, in the ninety? Never. Jack, Jackie. Jackie. Mm-hmm. I wow. gotta go. I gotta go with Val. Although I thought Courtney was cute in it, but it turns out she was only like twelve in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but she's beating off boys in the fourth, the fifth grade, so it's okay. <laughs> but Val, Val was, oh man, they yeah, were all, yeah, they're all attractive, like yeah. Trish. Well, this to me, I I thought they got better looking as the movies went on. Do you really? Yeah. Well, the budgets got think... bigger, or they used breasts. Budgets and breasts <laughs> got bigger. Yeah. Well, they had Brink Stevens at the beginning of this one. It's their first film. Oh, yeah. She, she played Linda. Uh-huh. Is that the one in the shower? Yeah. I'm going to say this again and again, and I said it last show. People don't think about it, but this is what makes a big deal in, in determining how enjoyable a slasher is. And just on the surface, you don't think about it, but the dialogue is very important. If I'm watching the movie and I am into what's coming out of their mouth, because that's what you have to look in between... <laughs> If I if I'm if I'm into what they're saying, if I'm into the dialogue, that makes the movie that much better. Where in a lot of slashers, I don't care what they're saying. Sometimes the kills are good enough that that doesn't matter. Other times you have to have a balance and you have to have good dialogue. And there's good dialogue in this film. There's, and I don't want to jump too ahead of time, too too ahead. But in this movie, I enjoy the dialogue. I do too. There's a lot of there's a lot of good comedic dialogue in these films. Yeah, a, it's, a lot it's, of it's, it's wisecracks. A, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. It is, and uh, you know the the characters. I I enjoyed all the characters too, and the ending. Obviously, I mean, I know we're just jumping around here, but that the gore and the and the climax is phenomenal. As a matter of fact, it seems that all three of these movies, the demise of the killer is always a good one, gore wise. There's something yeah. shown. Yeah, it's weird. It's like that's one thing that they did. It's like 
Almost like they always had a final chase in the Friday the 13th, one to three. You can always count on that. You can always count on a good demise of the killer in these movies. And that's one thing that's cool, you know. Uh, this movie here, like I said, here, th- I'm going to say some Crystal meth. They mentioned crystal meth and Benny's in that one scene. Isn't that weird to hear that in a movie way back then? Crystal meth in the first one? Yeah, Summer Party Massacre 1, they mentioned 82. something about Bennies and crystal meth. Now, Bennies are some type of pill. I call Benadryl's Bennies now, but I know it's another kind of drug. I forget Benzos. What it is. Benzos. Benzos, yeah. It's right. Benzoprasm or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, yeah. I, I used to hear people say that. I call Benny's Benadryls now because I take Benadryls sometimes to go to bed at night. And so I, I, I give it my drug name. Yeah, I took a couple Benny's that tell my wife, you know. <laughs> but but they talked about Benny's and crystal meth. And I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. That Talk about crystal meth at this time? Yeah, I don't remember hearing about crystal meth in the 80s. Do you think it's also a feminist statement just at the fact that these girls are – not that they're so athletic, but are more athletic and that the boys in the film are kind of like the weaklings, like overly weak, like – like ridiculous. Well, there you go. See, maybe that's now we're scratching beneath the surface here. Maybe that's one of the reasons people say that. Yeah. Well, when you immediately brought that up at the top, when Christian brought it up, I immediately thought of the fact that, I mean, the cast of girls, they are pretty girls, but some of them are, they're very athletic, almost butchy in a way. Even though they're feminine, they get naked, they look good. They're still, they're butchy. They're playing basketball. They call the coach to find out about baseball scores. Yeah, yeah. Although I found the basketball scene at the opening very funny because if you listen in the background, everyone's just yelling, another travel, another travel, another travel. Because they're, they're not dribbling. Awesome. Larry Bird, you ain't. How about yeah, Larry Bird, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one girl, Trish, the main girl, goes up to Val, you played some really great basketball today. <laughs> just some, just some, it was, it's just such a fun movie. It is. You know what? There's a lot of good fake-outs in this movie. That's something I like about it. You know, you think something happened, you think it's going to be a kill, and, oh, no, it's not. It's the neighbor or it's something. You know not what I mean? Not the neighbor, Mr. Content. Yeah, but with, with the freaking the cleaver for the snail. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Lord. Yeah, I wrote that down, that he's mach- doing a machete to slugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's hundred for the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was ridiculous, man. Yeah, uh, the funniest line I think was when the pizza guy comes. Well, it's not the pizza guy. Just oh said, What's yeah, the damage. What's the six, damage? Six, six and you know what? Uh, I did a count, and I'm like, "Yep, it is six. It is. At six. first, I was like, "Is it six or is it great, five? But then great like, line. Yeah, that that was a great that, part. That was good stuff. That was funny. And and, <laughs> and what she says to her sister, "Oh please, you were beating off boys in the fifth grade. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell mom, and you didn't tell mom." <laughs> See, I like that whole thing. I like that they have the girl next door, the Valerie, and living next door to Trish, Trish, and yeah. that whole thing, and her not being invited, and she next door with her sister, and just the back and forth between them two. The writing is good. It's just enough to it keeps you going. There's you don't get bored with it. There's just enough wisecracks going on. It's it's what you need in a, in, in a good slasher. Without it, I mean, there are some slashers like that one movie you talked about, Brandon, uh, the Mutilator. Yes. The dialogue is not very good at all, but the kills are great. Yes. And that boosts that movie. But you know what I mean? Well, if you can have kills at yeah. good pace, with yeah. like then then you're already on the right track. If you can add the good dialogue and, and likable characters in the mix, you've got a home run. 
I mean, obviously that's the what you're you should want to be aiming for, but at least get the good kills and the pacing down. Mm-hmm. And good music, and there is good music in this movie. You know, there's a good soundtrack. I like it. It's it's it, you never hear anybody talk about this soundtrack, but when you put this movie in, you hear it, you're like boom. Like I can play it right now. You go Slumber Party Massacre. You know, <laughs> nobody ever talks about that. I'm not saying it's a Halloween or a Friday. Of course not. But for an 80s slasher, it, it's it's recognizable. Soundtrack. The only soundtrack better than this one is part two. Yeah. I I actually I think part two is a funnier movie. A fun it's movie. Hard. I mean, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but I, I fucking love the soundtrack to part two. Well, we can get to part two. We don't have sure. to spend too much time. I mean, I think it's funny that she eats the, pit, eats the pizza off the dead guy. That was great. Yeah, your, your girl there eating pizza off I the know. dead guy. Well, I feel better already. That's fucking uh-huh. disgusting. <laughs> How about She's the so garment sick. bag hiding spot? Great hiding spot. Yes. Yes. The girls were smart, and that's one thing that you can see with it being a female director is that when shit goes down, for the most part, they made good decisions. And maybe that's where where and the guys maybe did the, not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Oh man, the two guys. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Well, one of us will make it, hopefully. <laughs> and they're just running it like. Yeah. I one of the guys was actually only I think fifteen when they filmed that. Really. Yeah, and of mm. course Valerie. I mean, I loved Valerie in this. I wish you know um, they had Poor done girl. something with her in the sequel. Yeah, but I've read about her. Yeah, that's sad. And that was very sad to read. Uh-huh. What happened? She got into I think drugs and alcohol and wound up committing suicide in like '96. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she had she had, she had kids and stuff and uh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Two movies, two shows in a row where it happened last week with Slaughter High. Yeah. And, and with him and and then this year, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, fucking yeah. sad. I never like reading that because she was good in this. I, you know, she I was. Would, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that by the look. Of course, looks don't mean shit, but by the looks, I wouldn't have guessed that she would be the one. I would have guessed one of the other girls. I don't know. I just she yeah, just, it, it was good because it, yeah, obviously it had multiple final girls, but it had two final girls that were were strong leads with Trish and Val mm-hmm. that could handle it's, themselves, and you didn't know which one was going to be the one that got the kill. I guess you could mm-hmm. say. There's one thing I want to say. For years, I didn't see this. I saw it back in the day, and then I didn't see it for a long time. I always regarded this as the movie where, for no reason, the killer decides to fall asleep in the freaking living room and then wakes up. But that's not what happened at all. Playing <laughs> possum for, but in my memory, you know how sometimes you just think your, your yeah. memory of a movie is different than you watch it. Like, oh, that. But for whatever reason, for years I carried it around with me that how stupid that movie was. For no reason, a killer just is in the middle of a of a, of a, of a rampage and he just falls asleep in their house. Put the and it's such a, and it's such a great scene too because <laughs> it is a great scene. He looks so creepy with those eyes. Yeah. And Courtney's right there underneath the couch. Oh, I, I think he looks goofy there, but that's... Oh, he looks goofy but as the, hell. But the scene's guy. great, yeah. If but it was you, you, it would scare you if you were a chick. Pardon me. I keep saying chick. It sounds like I'm chauvinist or something. But if you're a young it, it girl... It sure does. <laughs> if you're a young girl at this time period, that, that would be a scary-looking thing. You pull it up and there's like that freaking crazy-looking dude jumps out. Man, and I like how they reshot the under-the-couch scene for... For part two with Crystal Bernard instead of the girl who played Courtney in part one. Oh yeah. With the flashback scene. Smart we'll, though. We'll get to that. Yeah, but you know, there's one thing that looks funny: the bat to the head. Did you guys notice that when they hit him in the back of the head with the bat the way it's edited or something? It's like it connects, and then the guy has like almost like a late reaction and goes down slow. It's probably it's like, filmed in reverse. I bet. Maybe. 
it's almost like a botched wrestling move. You ever see like a wrestling match and the guy botches it, but the other guy has to go through with it anyway, so he just goes down or something. That's what it. That's what it reminds me of. There's not a lot of kills that we see, but the ones that we do see are good, even if they're kind of one note. It's kind of this. It's a one note kill, but it's executed the right way. You know, that's it's one of yeah. the strong. And again, the demise of him is freaking pretty badass. Very badass. All right. Well, you want to rate this? Let's do it. Seven out of ten. Seven and a half. Oh, you guys are high. My God, you guys are high. Yeah, I give it a six out of ten. <laughs> six out of ten. That's a low score. Although, to be honest, the first time I watched it a few weeks ago, I was at a six and a half. So I went up a whole point because I just had so much more fun watching it again. I'm curious about what you guys are going to say about the next two then. Wow, especially you, Christian, now. If you gave the first one a six. Okay, let's go. Episode episode, yeah, Star Wars. Episode two. Some <laughs> the funny Jessica two. Two. Let me say one thing about two. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Friday the thirteenth. Well that was the that was the kill they stole from uh that that, that him with, with the guy pretending to be asleep in, in, in part one. That was what Jason did in, in part two. But that's another story. No, there's, there's a, a lot of connections to Friday the thirteenth in, in the next two films. That I didn't notice. That that's gonna be interesting. Well let's see, maybe they're in my notes and I forgot. No, like, the char- that... two characters from uh from Friday thirteenth. Oh characters. Hmm. Two actors from Friday thirteenth okay. and one scene. One's from uh, from Brandon's fave. Yeah. In this one. She's the one that gets she gets uh killed in the lake. Doesn't she uh, get in pulled under? Yeah. Does she get pulled Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sally. She's she look good in this. Sally, right. With the big the four girls in this one were, were really hot. Oh, they're they great. Their, their music sucks. Their band sucks. But it's this one is just sheer shits and giggles. Like this one is you. This one's for fun. It's not scary. The killer is fantastic, though. His dance moves and his singing. He looks like he looks like uh, Andrew Dice Clay. He does. Yes. It's awesome. I love him. I love he's him. A, he's a cross between Clay and Travolta. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. Which, Let's tell, buzz. Yeah. Let's buzz. Oh, boy. The thing about this movie is I'm halfway through the movie, and I was about to check out, and I said to myself, this better had, this had better be a dream. Well, Otherwise, there's, no kill, there's no kills for the first 50 minutes, and technically, depending on the way you interpret the film, there might be no kills at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm watching the movie, and I'm saying that I'm about to check out. I'm like, if this, if this is not a dream, this is the freaking the dumbest movie of all time. That's I was watching it, getting frustrated, saying because it's been so long since I've seen it. So honestly, I should have gone back and watched it a second time after. But I wasn't hating it. I was just saying this had to, this has to conclude a certain way, or we're gonna have problems. They were it's... drinking slice. Remember slice? <laughs> slice. Well, what happens? Get me a slice. <laughs> My God, the first one it lit was a rip it off Halloween Friday Thirteenth, and this one looks like it was ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, in a sense, yeah. just with the well, obviously the dream, just with the craziness of the killer, uh, the guitar with the, the the drill on it, it's just absolute lunacy. One liners, and it was oh, gore, it was gory though. Phenomenal. If you see the unrated version, which is the only version I've ever seen, I guess the video store that I rented from only had the uncut version because I do never remember not seeing the gore. How about all the oh, dance montages? There's a lot of oh, dance montages. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> A little too so, much. So much fun. Oh, my God. Come on. No it's, way. Thanks, Freddy. That's all I got to say. It's another <laughs> thanks, Freddy movie. Freddy. Don't go all the way. <laughs> Come on. You Don't killed Valerie. Valerie. I've had Valerie. <laughs> I had a Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, check it out. Just to show you I have a sense of humor. <laughs> I record. I recorded this. This is the band. Listen to how listen to how bad this freaking is. This band. Just listen. <laughs> Oh, stop. I I can't even take it. <laughs> you know what? It's okay, kind of so... catchy. It's kind of catchy. Yeah, but she can't sing a note to save her life. She can't stay and do it. It's so oh, I like bad. I like um Courtney's I like Courtney singing earlier when she sings I want to be your Tokyo convertible. Comes on oh, the radio. Yeah. I love this song. I want to be your Tokyo convertible. <laughs> yeah, funny. It's weird that Courtney's personality She's suddenly she's suddenly a shy girl, where in the first one it was quite the opposite. Yeah, that's one thing that threw me off because I watched one right after the other, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute, how how is this her? We just saw the way she was acting in the last one." Well, you, know? you see at the end of the first one, after she gets smacked, and then they embrace at the end that she's she's damaged too, not as bad as Valerie being in a well, mental you, hospital, but you see the end of this one, and it, it explains everything. Yeah, you can explain it all away. It's just like what other what, what what movie was that? Slaughter High, where you could explain it all away, <laughs> which you had a problem with. But this Ugh. movie, all you think that this because this it, one was just silly from the start. Yeah, this one was just good silly fun. Yeah, and there's the really chickens- I, I don't really don't have much to say about this one because it really just these movies are about a, a an hour and fifteen to an hour and twenty minutes, including credits each. And oh yeah, they were, they run like an hour. Them. They run like an hour and 12, hour and 14 of actual yeah. movie. You can blow through them. It's literally pop it in. Don't ask questions. Watch. Again, now, Christian, no social are, commentary. Are you thinking about a group of men when you say you can blow through them? <laughs> <laughs> French men, yes. <laughs> oh, well, It's so obvious in this one that they're, they're ripping off, you know, Friday and, and Nightmare. The name of the officers are Voorhees and Kruger. The last names of the girls are Craven and... And Bates. Which had already been done yeah. to death almost at this point already. Yeah, but that, that's fine. Kruger. Pay homage to uh, Kruger. It's fun. It's stupid fun. Again, when you pop in a slasher movie, you hope for these. Maybe with a little bit more substance, but I don't like the, the dream sequence thing, that stuff. But again, I'm not I'm not coming in there, high there, on these ratings. They're, they're there might just... have been a little too much dream sequence in this one, but I still had so much fun with it. What about TJ? Isn't, didn't you just laugh every time he spoke? Oh. No, he was so annoying. Oh, I found him hilarious. Really? Oh. How's your How's your headache now? <laughs> oh, oh, that I zit pop. See. I'm just the oh, gore alone. The, the effects, the zit pop, the yep. the drill burying its way through the back seat of the car, through the guy's stomach or mm-hmm. chest. Uh, just great. Like, there's some absolutely phenomenal practical gore in this movie. About um, the hand sandwich. But it's stupid the as hand shit. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, did you think of Microwave Massacre when you saw that part, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. Oh, the chicken was great. That's my favorite scene. Oh, the chicken attack. <laughs> because afterwards, the way she does it, she goes, she goes, they look just like a chicken. And then you see a chicken in the middle of the floor. Freaking funny. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> that chicken scene was great. It was, it's neck was moving around. Blood was squirting out. This has a, uh, this to me has the best final chase. It does have a good final chase. I'll give you that. Running but through the again, construction with the music. I love it. Again, yeah, I'm watching it, <laughs> and I'm saying this had better end up with a decent explanation because it's, if not, it's a hard music this, video. 
It's a dream sense. music video. In retrospect, yes. And maybe next time I watch it, because I remember what, 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 how it ends, why, maybe I'll get more enjoyment out of it. You know? How about when, how about when the officers hate... are like, come on, Denny's holding our boot. Oh, shit. How about Sally Burns was the freaking girls? Even I think that was, a, what do you call it? It was paying tribute to the actress and the character she played. Marilyn Burns played Sally in, in Texas Chainsaw, you know? Mm. I thought that was like a combination thing. Didn't that guy look like the dad from Wonder Years? That cop? Kruger? No? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The father in the Wonder Years? He looked just Dan, like him. Dan Loria? No. Dan Loria, yes. Good job. I know my Wonder Years. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of looking like him, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's break this damn thing. How, how, how about it? I'm really curious to hear uh, oh, for... oh, go ahead, Brandon. Then... No, no, go ahead. I had. I'll just. I'll just come right. I'm not. I don't feel guilty about this rating because I just had an absolute blast watching it again, laughing my ass off. So much fun. Take it for what it is. Seven out of ten. Okay. Well, and sorry. I'm exactly the same as the first one. Six out of ten. Oh, okay. Like, that's not bad. Okay. Well, to me, you know, I, I said what I had to say, but if the acting is just noticeably worse. In this movie, and that's thinking about. It. I mean, Slumber Party Massacre, the original, is not known for its acting. Yeah, but... well, that, I was just about to yell at you. Were you expecting like Oscar-worthy no. performances in Slumber Party but Massacre too? It doesn't matter because, like I said, I watched them back to back, so you can't help but compare. It's noticeably worse right off the bat, and I enjoyed some other stuff. But once again, thanks, Freddie. It's freaking too comical, and everything else. Um, I don't hate it. Uh, it's five and a half. That's what I give it. So what? What are you? What's your interpretation of the ending? It's obvious. What? No, I don't think it's that obvious. I think there's. I think it's, it's a dream. Open. She's fucking nuts. Whatever. No, I know it's a dream, but is is she nuts? Did she kill anyone, or was she in the nut house too? Why was she in the nut house, or was that just part of another dream? I don't know. I just figured she's been in the nut house since. She ended up in the nut house, and her and Val did not. The roles were reversed. They thought that she I mean, was it's, it's her. clear it's a dream because you always see the killer. He's like on top of the houses playing the guitar. Then he's in of front course. of them. It's of it's course. so obvious he's a boogeyman. Right. Okay. So yeah, it switched. She went to the nut house. Vale didn't, but Vale's not in this movie, so whatever. That, that, that's the way I look at it. Okay. That's what I got. Okay, part three. Now, part three, there are good things about this movie. Oh, and one of them is, for the first time, it's a mystery. You don't know who the killer is. Yeah, it is a whodunit in this one. Uh, like a stupid whodunit, but a whodunit. Uh, the most ridiculous <laughs> stupid? stupid Stupid beyond stupid. Why? Because they because, where met him and the way it happened? Because, because the way they met him and, and some of the red herrings in this were just absolutely awful. Just Fu Manchu on the beach? Come on. What was that about? I don't know. I figured he was, he was stalking them. You know, this was his plan. No, I'm talking no. about the other guy. The guy with the blonde ponytail. What was his plan? Oh, I don't know who the hell that was. Some weirdo. I don't freaking know. Some freaking pervert on the beach, right? I don't know. It's very strange. A lot of characters in this one. Yes. Yes. Maybe too many characters. Yeah, but there's a mystery in this one. We finally get a good sex scene. I don't know. Uh, It's It's fun. It's fun. fun. Just like the other two are fun. It's stupid as shit. Everybody gets naked and everybody dies. There's good gore. And again, these movies at least don't skimp on the gore. And a Friday 2 girl. There's some. And a Friday 2 girl. Yeah. You can't complain about that. That was a funny scene. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Duncan? Like the nerdy, awkward guy? He's like, turn around. I don't want you to see me undressed. 
Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. He was a weak character, and, and the females were stronger. Again, right? I think all the movies did that, where the men you were see? weak. Even in part two. There you we go, didn't really Christian. talk about it, but that's... Yeah, but... Come on. But, the men but, are douchey. But the say, men but are all say, freaking weaklings. But to say it's a feminist movie is a stretch. The men are douchey in regular slasher films, too. Yeah, but not this way. You saw the way that dude acted in this movie. He may as well have been a woman himself. He was, You know what I mean? He was a man, but he had acted very... I don't know. Douchey? I don't know. <laughs> douchey, yeah. yeah There's was, a major flaw in this film that makes the killer almost impossible to do something he did. Oh really? See, I yeah. didn't. I didn't notice that. I believe you. I don't. I don't know why I'm nitpicking. It. It doesn't matter. Oh, whatever. I, I didn't notice that. I just. I didn't. Yeah. I believe you. You know, but there is an unexpected turn in this movie that I didn't think was going to happen. I, and I, I enjoyed it for that. I liked that it was a, a, a mystery. I liked that the guy was stabbed with a sign. You know, the electrocution and just. I was so glad when that blonde dude got killed. You have no idea because he just freaking bothered me <laughs> which one which one was it now because i totally got confused here i don't it even was, know if it's one of these three it was ken no 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 but i'm talking about the the sequence where they have to escape out the window so they have the the uh, ladder maria who couldn't climb out <laughs> yeah is, but do they put the ladder thing down and then they the killer starts coming up and they have to get back into the house or is that a totally other movie that i'm thinking about right now that's a different movie isn't that okay um isn't that a sorority house it might I was be gonna say isn't that sorority it might be sorority house massacre they all start blending together after a while yeah yeah they totally this one had the scene at possibly. the end where that girl maria they're trying to get out of the house and she's standing on the chest and yes. trying to climb to the window and, she's... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like 20 minutes of her just like like limp body trying to get to it and then it immediately cuts to the killer coming down and she's the chest is now pushed out and she's behind it crouching down behind it (laughs) don't help me lower my rating (laughs) here's something i enjoyed it's something that i've always wanted to see because i would do it if i was in 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 their shoes but you don't see it finally finally a girl offers herself sexually to the killer you never see that and you would think that somebody would do that in a slasher. I've always that wanted was, to see this. That was well, kind of an that was kind of an upsetting scene. That was kind no, of an upsetting you, scene. That's your thing. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, just like when I said when we watched Happy Birthday to me, I said I've always wanted to see someone pretend they got killed to fake yeah. their own death, and then and you know to to dupe the killer and then run away. No, she it was did such it. A, it was a smart move. And if her two I friends who were standing in the hallway weren't such assholes and just stood there for thirty minutes while he molests her, they yeah. probably could have saved her life. <laughs> True. Yes. It was a disturbing scene. <laughs> but she finally, someone had the presence of mind to, to think to do that. Because I would do that. Are you kidding and she, me? And she liked older guys anyway. She was dating a 50-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's life or death. If you can offer yourself sexually to live, of course you're going to do it. Why would you not? So, whatever. I'm just, I'm glad we finally got to see that happen. That's all. It's just something you don't see. And I always thought, if I was a, a, a young girl and there was a man coming after me, in this position, I would at least try to at least buy time with it. I'm not saying they have to necessarily give it up, but at least use those tools to your advantage if you have them. That's all I'm saying. Does anyone know the third and final Friday the 13th uh, <laughs> reference in these movies? It's in this movie. Jeez, I don't know how, how you're schooling us on Friday the 13th. See, the th- here's the problem. There's one Maybe. kill in here, or one death scene, that is Friday the 13th, and I'm, I can't believe you guys didn't pick it up. And I laugh my ass off because it's so ridiculous. The girl Janine, the blonde-haired girl, she Gordons herself 
Oh. She, she oh. throws herself through the plate glass window. Then they show her and her intestines are all over the place. <laughs> you know what? Brayden, I lost my notes because we rec- like I we watched these a month ago, and I swear to God, I said okay. she gorded herself out the window <laughs> just because you told you said it. Now I'm like, oh my God, I wrote that yep. down somewhere or something similar to that. Well, she I, pulled like the I gordon. Said, I, wa- I watched this again yesterday, so like I was laughing my ass off. Like she just gorded herself, and she goes through the plate glass window. I'm like, she might still be alive, but then it sh- goes, cuts back to her, and all her intestines are out. I'm like, <laughs> of course, all her intestines. It's like Frank, the the main guy who liked Jackie. He just gets hit in the face with the drill. And then she's like, you killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. You killed him. <laughs> and he was dead, though. But how about, like, upstairs when, when he punched uh, the girl Susie on the bed and then Maria runs down? He got her. He killed her. <laughs> she was... then, she, then she throws the bleach on him. I was like, ah, Susie bleaches Ken. Yeah, and then they put bleach on the rug to clean it. Who would put bleach on a rug to clean? Even I know you don't do that. In the unrated version, they bleach his asshole, too. <laughs> I thought, well, that's why I wrote it that way, because I was thinking of you, Christian, when I wrote, oh, Susie bleaches Ken. Perfect. Uh, oh. I'll tell you, the dude is tough, though. He's like a regular guy, but he freaking, you know, you see what it took to kill this guy? It was like oh, a that... harpoon. There was two fucking, two lamps broken, a glass bowl was broken on his head, all this stuff. He got getting up. Thank you, Jason. The, how about the funniest line of the movie? You gotta Thank see you, the Jason. swordfish. You gotta see the swordfish. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> this is not it. a bad movie. This is no, not a bad slasher. It's fun. It's fun. They're all yeah. three of them are fun. I prefer this to, to part two. There's no question of that. Ah. I like all three equally. I gave it a six out of ten. I gave it a six out of ten. <laughs> I gave it a five and a half out of ten. So okay, I still enjoy it. I could still give it a. I could give it a six, but five and a half for now. So Slumber Party Massacre Part Two might show up on freaking Brandon's top fifty. <laughs> and Slaughter High might show up on Dave's top oh, ten. I don't know about top ten. I give it an eight out of ten. I didn't give it a fucking nine or a ten. Good God! It'll obviously it'll be there somewhere, but oh, come on. Of course, of course it should be. And and, oh. and Christian, when you watch it again this year, you may like it even more. I might. You might, Brandon. I don't know. I, don't I know. might watch it again. I hope you do. I hope you do. All right, that's it. Slumber Party Massacre. Pretty. Uh, finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> it's out the way. SC it's out of Slumber Party Massacre. It's out the way. Yes. All right. Let's get to 2017. All right, we're back. It's time for the feature review, The Devil's Candy. Made in 2015, finally released here in 2017, directed by Sean Byrne of The Loved Ones, also written by Sean Byrne. A struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas in this creepy haunted house tale. That can, you know, that's, it's kind of a, yeah, I, I don't want to really say anything. <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, not that I don't want to say anything about the film. I just <laughs> no, I don't, don't want to say anything about that description because, uh, you don't want to spoil it. There's something within that description that can be, uh, interpreted <laughs> or misconstrued. Fair enough. If we have a spoiler section, we can bring it up then. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know? I don't know if we have to I mean, so the the obvious standout in this film 
is the soundtrack. And the soundtrack and the score, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I oh, love yeah. music, but I'm not a music guy, and I'm certainly not a metal guy. I don't know. Like, obviously, I recognize like Metallica whenever they came on, but a bunch of it too. I, yeah, and I don't know a lot of these other groups. I think there was Queens of the Stone Age were in there, and some Pantera was uh, Pantera, by June yeah. to be Slayer for a second. Yep. Yeah, there was tons, I, tons. and I was, was and I was just like, wow, this this movie could make me a metal fan because I was just really into it. Oh, oh I yeah. I am a metal fan, and I so it was an added bonus for me. Uh, absolutely loved that aspect of it. The soundtrack was on uh, iTunes music, mm-hmm. but they don't have all the tracks available. Funny enough, but you could get all the tracks if you searched oh. artists. But I was interested yeah. in the score. And before we started recording tonight, I was yeah. walking the dog. And I had to watch, look over my shoulders, thinking that there's people coming after me. And it, and there's one, there one track on that that literally is like the music with the voicing, the voices. So it sounds like the oh, voices are in your head, but the music is there as well. It's absolutely awesome. terrifying. And um, I won't say single-handedly because that's not giving the movie enough credit, but adds to that total tone and unsettling feeling and atmosphere of the movie. And the fact that we never find out what those voices were actually saying, even though it's that same saying over and over, like, makes it even creepier. And the acting in this, the acting in this was great. The acting was great. Yes. By everybody. Especially from everybody. Everybody. I thought everybody, what, the little girl? Yeah. The daughter? Yeah. Oh, she was, yeah, she was phenomenal. I I thought Ethan Embry was phenomenal. Man, he was fucking jacked in this film. Yeah. He was jacked. I I had to go, I go, where do I know this guy from? Oh my God, it's the guy from Can't Hardly Wait. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I've always liked him, but he's, he was amazing in this movie. Like the whole cast is good. And I agree with Dave. The girl was amazing. Yeah. And Pura Taylor Vance obviously is. Oh, he's great. He's, he's I've always liked him. He's been in a lot of shows I've watched, and I've always been a fan of his, and he played played Ray perfectly, I thought. He was – really, all the acting was great. Like, I, I will say that the girl stole the show, but I'm not trying to take it away from any because there's not like, a weak link in here, you know? It's all yeah. great acting, great performances. Pruitt Taylor Vince, yeah, I, I know him from Metro Born Killers, actually. Yeah. He played Kavanaugh, one of the freaking uh, two uh, prison guards. That were yeah, I remember him from that, and of, of course, identity. Identity, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's great in that too. Mm-hmm. Shit, I forgot to that. Wow, wow. Great movie, that movie. I love that film. But yeah, that's a good film. Yeah, but this, this, this is. is film I was movie. waiting for this movie. This was on my list. I did talk about it on my solo cast. I remember uh, Jason uh, Lloyd going on and on about it because I think yep. he saw it at a festival in 2015. Yeah, yeah, we've been wait we've been waiting for this one for a while. We were yeah. expecting it last year. Dude, Jason Lloyd has done it like the, these are the movies that he pimped from festivals that I waited to see and they were all hits. And I'm talking about It Follows, Bone Tomahawk, The Witch. Yeah. And now this. These are all movies that he saw at festivals. This is wait till you guys see these and every time he's approached it, I have always and, he he not, and this one's and he's, he hasn't done wrong either. And I know that this is already yeah. sort of alluding to where I'm going with my review. But so many cool things here. There's I have some issues, and we'll, we'll get into that too. But hey, all, a Black Philip esque pops back yes. in here, eh? Black yeah. Philip, yes. yes I, when he came on, I'm like Black Philip. Yes. 
was awesome. Yes. I mean, we've all kind of blown our load pretty early about how we feel about the movie, but I think um, in terms of nitpicking stuff for me, there's there's a few scenes, but it has nothing to do with acting, dialogue, or even actions. It's really just maybe some shoddy CGI and stuff here or there. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, but but honestly, it it doesn't hurt the film at all. No. It, it, I I thought that they could have maybe trimmed down a little bit. Like the stairwell on fire was amazing. Uh, the extended room scenes may have lingered a little too long. But again, a little bit. And it's a nitpick. A yeah. I I did find like um, I did find the opening very creepy. Oh. But what what happened? to Ray. We never get an explanation for that, right? He just left? That is the one thing I was That's the one thing I'm not... He just left and the house is for sale. He's on the land. Well, look, he he killed his parents. Well, exactly, but then did the sheriff cover it up? Or not the sheriff. Was it all covered up? Or was it how the real estate agent... They never found them, but they were covering it up when they were selling it because he told them that the old woman died and the husband couldn't be without him. Well, that but that was that how he th- believed it, or was that his sales pitch? That was his. Sa- I took it as his sales pitch because he was. Yes. He's, he's just okay. a real estate. Right. And, and, well, how he know? He's just a realtor. You think, do you think the cops gave him the well, gave, because gave he, him the information? Ah, who knows? If you want you know to nitpick I mean? about that, the oh. fact that the cops didn't really have more of an active investigation, because it's not a huge amount of time that's gone by. You're assuming it's probably only a couple of months, maybe, well, right? That's it. Right. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, so yeah, the real estate agent didn't know. Fine. I mean, that's, that, that, I'm not nitpicking about that. I'm just talking about like the creepy scene of the dad coming home, looking yeah. up, and then it cuts to the, it, it, it just very haunting. And it keeps that unsettling feeling. So as I'm watching this movie, I'm feeling very unsettled. I don't know why. It's like, okay, because they instantly make you like this family. And I don't know if it's because I love heavy metal and it's something that I could see myself doing with the car and you're, and you're driving with the kid and, and, and whatever, and I do it. And I don't know if it was instantly that, but you like them and you're like, oh, shit, bad stuff's going to happen to this family. Instantly, yeah. I'm saying bad shit's going to happen and I, I don't want it to happen. And I've seen these people on screen for two minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's genius because I never get invested that quickly in characters. Yeah, they're, they're very likable. It's a very likable family this is a movie that as it's as it's going on and i'm getting towards the end and things are happening i'm hoping that the people aren't gonna die when you see a weapon uh, 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 right by them and you see a killer and you're like usually i want to see kills and i'm watching this and i'm like i do not want these characters to die that yeah. doesn't happen very much and it's not going to affect the movie either way and i'm not going to say oh shit not enough people died or it's just just like in poltergeist nobody dies in poltergeist and you don't care it doesn't take away from the movie i still adore that movie i want i love everybody in that family i don't want them to die so and in this movie when these people are in peril i'm thinking the same type of thing i'm like i hope you don't get killed. You know, and that doesn't happen much in a horror movie, you know? So that says something. That speaks volumes, really. Yeah. A lot of metaphors in this film. A lot. Well, what do you want to get into? You want to get into them? Are they, are they spoilery? Let me interrupt. Oh, Let me say right. something though, before you get to that. I wanted to answer Christian's question. I believe that Ray, Ray's his name, right? Yes. Yes. He's just on the lamb. He's escaped. 
They don't that's know where a, he is. Yeah, and he always a... uses cash. So there's no paper trail. I think that's the reason why when he went to get the hotel, he pulls out a lot of cash. Makes it a little more believable. If you want to point to something in the film that you're like, well, is this 100% plausible or something like that? That is the one knock you can give. But the fact that they show him using cash and he always dresses in the same clothes, it does, you know, it eases that sting a little bit if you want to doubt anything. But I, I don't the want reason, to... the reason, the only reason why I would potentially doubt isn't even the fact that he's on the lamb. Yeah, he's on the lamb. You, there's places to hide. You know, he's he's creative enough to disappear. Um, but it's the fact that he shows back up and says, "I want to come home." Granted, it has to happen. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's like, at this point, shouldn't they shouldn't they have alerted the police? And there's a couple of other things that I scratch my head at too. Again, just as first time watch, and I will watch again, and and maybe I'll get my own answers here. But let's see if you guys thought the same thing, because Dave, you've seen this now three times. Three times now, so I I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now again, this one's just another nitpick. Okay, so then he goes to the other place. The gas station puts a can of gasoline there and then <laughs> very creepily puts a lighter beside it oh. i would be calling the cops in two seconds but that's okay that that's a movie that's that's a visual cue and that I, I totally forgivable but i would say in my mind as i'm watching the movie i'm like if i was that clerk i'd be on the phone because what the hell you know the guy's up to no good um if you were yes if i was yes but the way people are these days a lot of people just have that attitude yeah, mind your own the, business. Don't ask. Yeah, out. exactly. Yes. I don't want to be the one lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that too, right? Yeah. The I felt it needed. There was a tease of it. Maybe that's all we needed. But with Belial and the organization that he's painting with, I feel like they just touched the surface of that, and there could have been so much more. I don't think there was meant to be anything more than. That's where I get into the metaphor thing. Okay, I, I, I think it's. I think it's okay. more of just a it's a path in the road here. It's almost like a southbound type thing where it's a path in the road. Is Jesse going to choose to go down this road, this gallery road, Belial, the name of the, the gallery, or is he going to go pick up Zoe? It almost becomes like a crossroads and he's got to make the choice. And he tries to do both. But yeah. you can't, you can't, even if there's a little bit of greed in you, the devil will get you like father David Gideon said earlier in that yeah. scene. You know, that's right. played as a, as a commercial is very important because he says the devil is an active, violent, anti-God personality who acts through us, not a depiction of what we see in in movies or in or masks on Halloween. He, yes. He's very real, but he lives and works through us. And even the tiny, tiniest bit of greed, you know, gives him the fuel he needs or whatever he says. I can't remember the exact quote, but. And I, that's just such a pivotal scene for interpreting a lot of this movie. And ultimately, one thing that was majorly bothering me about this movie um, concluded in a way where I was just like, yes, fucking great. <laughs> point, one point jump up. Nice. Right nice. Then, right then, awesome. there, because I was like, I was like, this doesn't make sense. If it's this and this, how could this happen? And then something happened. And I was just like, that's it. And you, can't, and you can't talk about it yet? You have to wait till spoilers? I, it, it definitely, it definitely yeah. has to be a spoiler. Okay. It definitely has to be a spoiler because that has to do with the end. So Jesse coming home and suddenly starting to hear the voices. Yes. Okay. This was my Great. Issue. Okay, perfect. All right, that's, 
this that's, isn't my issue. All right. And I, and I, and that's I, an issue? What? That was well, a big issue. Well, no, because, Why? because he hears the voices. Okay, I was okay with that. But then they really don't go anywhere with it without him being channeled to paint. But that's it. And they don't, and then they don't really do it. So then this is what I wanted to, to bring up because... Oh, I- Okay. To blow fucking minds because there was, <laughs> I had a I had a I had a big fucking issue with this, and it didn't bother me at first because of the fact that Ray was hearing the voices too. But the way that things play out with Ray doesn't make it make any sense for Jesse. But it but they play out in two separate ways that make it perfectly perfectly okay. rational for both. Good because that was my only my only other issue, and like. And it's not even an issue. It was just another question. Like that's a better way to put it. A question because I've, I, admittedly, I'm coming in pretty high on this movie for one watch, and yeah, you might so. you might even change it without me even have to watch it again. But I will. I, I, it's going to happen anyway. But this is interesting. Now, Dave, you don't seem to be having these issues that were questions that we have. No, maybe because of the the, the three times I watched it. But exactly. I mean, okay. I don't have any problem. Like they say, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, uh, so does the devil, and there's a lot of things at hand here. And when you're dealing with a movie like this, that's that that's talking about God and the devil as 100% existing because of what's going on, then you kind of have to not look too deeply into it. So I guess any questions I would have had, I said, well, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I think the fact that you said you shouldn't look too deeply into it in terms of the in voices adventure. that, in terms of the voices that they hear and stuff like that, I think you're right on to say that. And I think then certain other things being said in spoilers will just be like, oh, okay. No, I'm just saying that there's intervention here. There's divine intervention. There's intervention from, from evil and there's intervention from good and it is what it is. If you study it too deeply, maybe you could try to poke a hole and say, how can this ultimately lead to this? But I don't think that that, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I you're, enjoyed you're, it. You're actually almost answering it. You're, you're practically saying it. You're practically answering it there. So you're, you're right on the, uh, you're right. As far and as I, I'm concerned. <laughs> is it because I enjoyed it so much that I'm making excuses? I don't know. I, it didn't seem that way. Like I had to, I just, no. And again, I, I don't want to oversimplify this. This movie is not layered. I don't want to take away anything from the movie. I don't want to make it seem like the movie's not. It's not one note by any means. But this movie plays out simpler than some other movies would. Yes. Like like yes. The Witch or, or even The Neon Demon for that matter. Or, or this February. movie's a little bit more straight. Or February, perfect example. Yeah. This movie's more straightforward, not to its detriment, though, it it, it right. still works. I'm just saying, if people are looking for some deep, like meaning and philosophical, like they may be disappointed from in that regard. But it's stylishly made, it's beautifully shot and acted, uh, but it's not style over substance. It's yeah. a still a great story, and it plays out beautifully. I just had a couple of questions that I think that's another thing heard. I wanted. To, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. Um... And especially you, Christian, because you're, you know, a cinematography guy. But <laughs> I don't know why, just for some reason, when watching this movie, and it, it happens with certain movies, but I'm usually not as aware. I was just really loving the way a lot of these shots were framed. I just thought it was beautifully shot. Oh, definitely. Sure. First thing, I love the loved ones. So I was like, this one, I was, you know, this one, I was going in thinking it was going to be a 10 out of the gate. Like, that's how I built up in my mind. I watched the preview. A long time ago when I first heard of it and I try not to read anything more about it. 
just yeah. absorb I the, the cover art. Too, and to be honest, from what I remember, the preview did a good job of not spoiling exactly. Yeah. But but he, 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 the cinematographer and the director, they did a great job here. The lighting is phenomenal. Sound design, everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and what you mentioned before with the devil thing, those two PSAs, that, actually there's another one, but I wouldn't call it a PSA. The third one was just something different. But those two PSAs that we see are so cool. And it speaks about this film when they're saying that, you know, people look at the devil and uh, society's made him a joke. You see him in cartoons. You see this thing, yeah, the other yeah. thing, and yada yada. It's not what you see here. It's not what you see in a movie. It's something that lives through us. And we, and then ultimately, when you get to the end of the film, and there's the one scene, and I, I won't spoil it, but where he says, where Ray says, "Look, it's him," and that's all you need to know. If they would have showed us something, it would have been cheesy, kind of like. Black Philip and the Witch. If they would have showed Black Philip talking, it would have been cheesy. You don't need to see anything because they've given you everything you need to know about this movie and about the devil himself by just that little PSA, you know? And then they do that other one later. They do a second PSA. And it's, um, what do they say on the other one? They do it twice. One was all about Satan, and the one was, um, oh, oh when they say that in every single religion, there's always one, um, I don't want to say anti-God, but there's always one fallen angel, black God, whatever it is. And they say in, in China, it's this. And in this one, it's this. and it just, it kind of speaks to someone if you're into religion that no matter what religion there is, there's always, even if they don't believe in God, because not all religions do believe in that divine being, they always have that one that they fear and that is, is holding the cards for evil. And I think that that shit is great. And that's just... Yeah. A couple little sequences that's yeah. not even getting into the film and like that one sequence where where jesse's painting and ray is stalking those two which really creeped me the fuck out the first oh, time i saw it because when i first saw it i didn't expect it to happen but i'm looking i'm like man how scary is it that, that someone could just walk up to people and just kill them out of nowhere at any time you could be walking with your daughter to the store, some psycho can walk up with a gun and shoot you both dead. And you don't think about that. But when I'm watching this movie and that sequence is done so well. With, with the him, kids? With him stalking those two kids with the yeah, dog. that's what I was talking about. And the kid on the swing yeah. and the rock and then the painting thing. Yeah. All that is done and how they're going back and forth between the painting going Beautiful. on of Jesse. Brilliant. And then they do it again later when Jesse's really into the painting and when Ray is cleaning up the mess in the hotel yeah. room. Yeah. With the blood in that brilliant stuff yeah and that's just a couple scenes not to mention the relationship between the father and the daughter and how he fucks up and doesn't mean to and gets lost in the painting and how you feel for these people just blew me away i can keep talking and i'm not gonna i just it just well, blew me away i was just gonna say that was the scene in particular with the kids on the swing set that i oh. immediately thought of how beautiful this film looked because the way they actually shot it from almost where the kids were and the camera was pointing straight back to the car and you just see him get out of the car, and obviously you know it's him because he's a big dude, and he's wearing you know the the orange jumpsuit, tracksuit, and it's just yeah the tracksuit, uh, and it just looked awesome. This was really well. Funny enough, that's the only scene that I questioned the dialogue because they forced a line in there where he's like turns back to his, the kid on the on the on the uh, swing, he just said, "I'm gonna go look for Rocky," and then he ran out, and I just said, "They didn't even need that line." I go, I'll be right back, and then or whatever. I it just it just felt. Again, nitpicking. It just felt a little forced. The only, the only other thing, and again, didn't bother me because I love these things. But I, I wonder if it will bother someone else. 
the fact that the company was named Belial, and it's a direct reference to the devil. Do you think that's just too hit you over just, the head? Just, just a, just a maybe an obvious metaphor, but it it's perfect for Jesse's struggle between family and fame. Absolutely, I love it for that reason. I just didn't know if it was. I guess maybe you know they used Belial. They could have used any other name. Yeah, but yeah. check it out though. It's all it's it's an alternative art place. Any place where you turn in that first thing, which was that cross, which was badass looking and shit. We didn't even get into that. The whole inverted cross thing in the beginning and how it plays out later in the poster and and, and then when he does the spray painting of it and all that. Anyone that would accept that and that he brought to them and said, I have a muse now and he brought it and they saw that and they said, okay, this looks good enough that we want to see more of your work. I think that this is an alternative art company because he's a metalhead and he's already doing dark art type things, literally art painting. I think he's already doing some fucked up look. I think that they're just that type of alternative company. Yeah, yeah. So even Belial his, even his butterflies fit. were disturbing. <laughs> yes, they would look like they had eyes on them on the yeah. wings. Yeah. Oh, so later, I yeah, think... even more so when they closed oh, in on yeah. it. Ooh. Then it became intentional, yeah. uh, intent, uh, intentionally done. But I think that that company is someone that he works with because they're that type of company. So a company like that could be called Belial. So You know what I mean? I don't think they were trying to be too artsy, metaphorical with it. I just think that it, it I just rolled with it. You know, and, and, and I, I did too, bring it up for conversation point, because I, as I was thinking of things about the movie, I'm like, how are other people going to view this film? Or is it going to be well received? Is it going to be, is it going to be pushed aside? I was very interested. I was loving it. I, I just thought it played out and it played out great. I was very, the, the duct tape, I'll just say this. The duct tape scene oh, yes. is the best scene I've seen all year so far. Yes. In any movie this year, that's my favorite scene I've seen in any movie so far this year. Oh, and the way they led to it when they were they were playing the music and it went boom, boom, boom. And then the third scene, you see the person with the tape on their mouth with her face on the floor. And then ultimately, yeah, the oh. escape thing. I, I was like, I was like, it made me want to tell I do this to the movie. I start moving my hands to the movie. Like, come on, come on. And like, and when I'm doing yeah, that, yeah. I can't, I know I love the movie. Like yeah. if I'm moving my hand and going, move it, move it. Like that, the movie's got me. And oh, I was doing that. Because you feel like he's coming for you. You're <laughs> yeah. in the movie. I tell you, that's the sign of such a great movie. Download that soundtrack. Even oh, if you don't have a dog, so. pretend you're walking the dog and walk the street at night by yourself. It is absolutely terrifying. If you I'm don't have a tonight. dog, if you don't have a dog, just go out and attack the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> attack the block. Let's attack that block. Come on, get some dance moves going. <laughs> awesome. How sad though. How sad the relationship. That scene killed me when First of all, the whole setup, and you know, uh, you're gonna go to school, and she's like, it's safer than here. And the disappointment oh. that the guy had as a father, because you know, this is his only daughter, and she's probably the same age as my daughter. She might be like 12. My daughter's going on 11. Whatever. Bottom line is, I felt so bad for him. And then when uh, when there's a recovery with her, and she goes and she says, "You swore on my grave." Yeah, oh <sighs> man, that gave me chills. It, it totally gave yeah. me chills. And all I can think about, especially being in my situation where I only get to see my daughter on the weekends and how important that relationship is. You never want to let each other down and everything else. And to, to hear something like that, to disappoint your child, especially to that magnitude and that serious of a thing, to ever hear those words, 
oh, that totally it, it crushed me. And that's something about this movie. It's just the relationship between them two. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it, she was it, supposed it, to be fourteen. I thought she was going into high school. I that's how I took it. I maybe I'm wrong with that age. And it made maybe. it seem like the parents like got together and had her young. Like maybe they were like twenty or twenty two and and that's and so they you know, they were in their mid thirties and, and but she was fourteen. I think in reality when they filmed that she was twelve going on thirteen, I think as a character she was probably supposed to be a little older. And then just that like the fact that he couldn't protect her and and mm. how ashamed he was with with the in the police uh station and everything else and it's just yeah. Yeah. I wanna ask you guys something. That scene, <laughs> I side with him. He there was he was let down. He felt let down by his daughter and his wife, both of them. But I really side with him. When Ray comes to the door and he starts talking about mommy and daddy live here and everything else and I wanted to come inside, yeah. his reaction, I felt I felt he was justified in that, but they gave him shit after he left and you know it, you feel for him because the girl says he goes you 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 know you say to treat everybody the way you you, you, you want, want to be treated, treated yeah. and you didn't do that. And she walked away. And then his wife said, obviously, he's something's wrong with him mentally and his parents did live here. It's like they wanted him to let him in. The way that guy was acting and the way he looked, I would not let that man in my house with my wife and daughter. Absolutely no, not. absolutely, absolutely not. not. And, the, right? and his reaction was simply based off the fact that he catches his daughter standing at the door oh. with huge... Dude, huge oh. man who's childlike, and it, immediately it's like, of course he he was absolutely in the right the way he reacted. Right, right. I, I that's the one thing I was like, man, or what do you guys want? I mean, shit. My wife, there's no way she would have been pissed off if I didn't do it sooner. You know, yeah, Are you, yeah. especially how friendly the girl because she was like, hi, and she was like very friendly. You know, and she just yeah, well, well smile, he, he was, and she, she was playing so on nice. her likes, the guitar. They were talking oh, about that. Yeah. The Gibson Flying V and the freaking Marshall oh, Camp. Man. Oh, man. That, that was great. See, that whole thing was great, how she wanted it, and he just happened to have it. And it man, such a smart movie. I just, I really love the movie. That's a, What can I say? I mean, I feel like this is maybe not as, as deep in terms of depth of analysis, but this is our... Uh... Our Black Coat's daughter for this year so far. <laughs> right? Yeah. Check it I out. I really do. This movie was actually 12 minutes longer. This was yeah, a Yeah, I heard I that. Jason Lloyd saw it. I'd like to know. I mean, I agree. I'm happy that this is, it's fast-paced, and it doesn't seem like it's too fast-paced. I love short movies, so it works. And I don't think anything was left out. I can't think of what could be left out, but I really am interested to – I would have liked to see – the 12 minutes longer on it. You I, know? And I wonder if this gets a physical release, if we'll get that extra 12 minutes. I, I'd be interested too. I'm wondering if it's more of a longer transition because one thing I do notice is this movie does not waste time, which is yeah. great. I agree, Dave. I love that. But I did think this is transitioning really quickly. Like they're buying the house. They're in the house. He's hearing voices. He's painting evil. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a little, there's a little bit more there that they figured might not be necessary. I don't think it was all gore because it's a, not a gory movie. Nope, doesn't need it. And it doesn't yeah, need it. it. Doesn't. There's, don't get me wrong. There is blood and there is gore, but the way it's handled is unsettling <laughs> without showing much at all. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, another great movie. That it's, a, it's almost like you feel it's bloodier than it actually is. 
like like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the sense that you're like, oh my god, it's such a bloody film, and then when you really think about it, there's like next to nothing in there. I just want to say right now, this is a full head explosion for me. We haven't yeah. done, said that in a while, and I oh, just yeah. before we got the spoilers, I just want to say full head explosion for me. Full head explosion for me too. Full head explosion for me as well. Yeah, I guess I guess we can go into spoil spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one to make it official. There's just a lot of images in this. I love that image in the fire at the end. Jesse with the guitar, that whole thing. That's oh, like yeah. freaking great, iconic great. shit. That was an awesome image. That's that's a poster. Yeah. Yes, that's a t-shirt. Like, I want I want that as a poster, and I want Ethan Embry to sign it. Well, it was a poster in the in the artwork that was out yeah. before they released the current artwork. It's him yeah. with the flying V. Yeah, I want there that. Best use since want... Jason and in, 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 uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, I want a shirt of the right when the credits hit, which fucking amazing when For Whom the Bell Tolls come oh, on. And the way beautiful. That, and the, oh, God, amazing. Yes. Oh. And, and the, the imagery. But then after that stuff, right before the actual credits roll with the cast, you see that guitar the yeah. flying V with the red with the blood on it. Yep. That should be a shirt. I yeah. want that. That's, That's fuck- cool. I almost took a picture of that snapshot and just put it on our page as like a for the you know the thing. But I didn't. I didn't want to spoil anything yet. That'll be our shirt for exploding heads. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the. I'll try to find that artwork for this episode. There's not much I did not like about this film, other than having that question, Brandon, lay it on me. Are you? Were you saying that his last, the last shot of the film? answers to what you're saying okay so so here, here's the big issue i had was how is he hearing these voices that ray's been hearing now yeah, i think the fact i think it has nothing to really do with the house what? i think i think it's more that they're both being prone to evil here's the thing because of ray, the metal thing ray has been sick pretty much his whole life. They said he he used to, he did this to a nine year old girl when he was twelve. He's clearly sick. He's clearly n- not really possessed so much as he's probably just schizophrenic. The Are fact you gonna play that angle? You think this is a mental illness movie? Really? No, I, I think there's a little bit of of possession there, but I think it's open for interpretation. I think what happens with Jesse is, especially after seeing that whole father da- that whole father David Gideon scene, is that Jesse is at a crossroads where he's prone to go on a path of greed and evil and a path of righteousness. And he's almost following this, and he's trying to really stay on both, but he can't. So he starts hearing these voices because he's driven by greed, because he wants to be this great painter, hence with Belial, with with doing these commission pieces. He's just doing everything to make money and, and become big. And ultimately what happens is, in the end, there's a flashback scene to when Jesse was talking to Astrid where he was painting and he says, and he says to her, I I didn't paint, I didn't paint this. He was inside me. I can feel him inside of me. And I'm like, that, that doesn't make sense. The devil wouldn't have been inside of him. It wasn't the devil. It was, it wasn't the devil. He didn't say I can feel him inside of me. He's talking about them, the children, the devil's. No, he said, I could feel him inside of, Nope, I've watched it three times. You're not gonna fuck with me on this one. No, he said he said him. All right. And then he uncovers the suitcases of bodies, and he looks up to God in heaven. Yep. And you realize that he was that he was being driven by God this whole time. God was inside him, willing him. 
he was helping him, but the, but the devil himself was still trying to make him. The devil's always there. The devil was okay. The point. Great. The, the yeah. fact the fact that Ray says, "Look, there he is in the fire scene," and you see nothing, shoots to the fact that there's no devil here. There's no devil in this house. There was nothing there. What do you mean? Of course there, was, there is. There was nothing there. When so whose said, voices was he hearing? Schizophrenic. He's sick. So he's, he's a schizophrenic. Fucking Jesse, for no reason, becomes schizophrenic. Jesse, just because it, it, the voices don't matter. It could have been your own interpretation of what the voices are, but you, you it's more of a metaphor for for greed and for evil in society. I don't take it as as the house is possessed because he's been hearing these voices probably his whole life, Ray. Oh, Ray was one thing, but he's lived in that house his whole life. Jesse goes into that same house and hears the same voices, and you're gonna we're tell all, me it's not the house. All- we're all prone to evil. There was no, there was no devil when he said, "Look, there he is." There was nothing there. We're not supposed to see it. It doesn't. I, I see. That's. I, we don't see it because it doesn't exist. Because when Ray gets set on fire and you see him as this fire demon, he becomes a demon. That, yeah, that yeah. he's the demon. Yeah, he's the devil. There's no devil. There's because no devil. there really is. I I understand that, but. See, that's where I differ. I, there's, I, no, there's no devil haunting this house. Jesse never at one point becomes like a madman. He becomes kind of torn between his life, but he doesn't become crazy or violent. If if they had gone that route in this, then I might say the house has something to do with it. That's why I have a little bit of issue with, with the voices and what was being said, the fact that they were hearing the same thing. They have to do it so they can play on that. Is it a haunted house? Is it not? I really don't. I really look at it more as a metaphor rather than than they're both hearing the same voices. I think yeah, Ray the- is sick. Ray chose the path of evil. And Jesse chose the path. No, I'll tell you why. No, because he didn't choose the path of evil. Ray, poor bastard, was in there when he snuck in the sec. When he snuck in the house, he laid in the bed next to her, and he says, "You have to be quiet because then he's gonna make me do what I don't want to do to you, and I-, I think that you're special and this shouldn't be done to you." And then when she did open her mouth and scream, he started crying because he felt bad for her because he wasn't acting on his own decisions. He was being guided by the devil. He's mentally We're, ill. He's mentally ill. I, I there's no devil. There's no devil. There's no devil. Of course there's a devil. There's no devil. It, you don't... And if there really is a devil, of course you're not really going to see him. That's what the preacher was trying to say. He lives in all of us. There is evil in the world. And he evil is operating on him. You're not going to see a guy with horns and a pitchfork walking. Of course not. But he's in the fire. He does see him in his own eyes because the devil has that power to make you see whatever he wants to make you see. But, the fact that they show the camera angle from our point of view so we can see it and see nothing, and then the fact that he turns into, like, this fire demon, nah, I, I have to disagree. I like I like your, your theory, and it makes the movie just as good, but I can't go there. I still see what Dave's saying, though. I, I still, the metaphor part is fine, but by showing, by actually physically having a scene where he walks in the house and starts hearing the voices, it's almost like a cheat then. Almost like because then it it goes on too long for him to pull the ghost poster off the wall and see the the um, inverted cross. It's almost like where I where I how I would describe it then is it's almost like what what Dave's saying is physically there's no devil but temptation is there and trying to lure him into it. But maybe God well, the, is yeah, then but fighting. That's, that's, me- that's against, metaphor. Okay, that's the, that's what's inside of all of us. You know, we go in them. It's the voice in our head. Okay, then how does he know those kids are buried there if there's nobody interfering with him? 
Because God is now willing him. Okay, so you're going to say that God is involved here, but the devil's not. Does that make sense to you? Yes. What the fuck? You're going to take one <laughs> one side is involved. That's like saying in The Exorcist that the power of Christ <laughs> compels her and and the demon comes out of her. But she never really was possessed, but God still prevailed, even though he didn't prevail over nobody. That's like saying let maybe, maybe Reagan was really mentally ill. She was never possessed at all. But yet... That's a straight up possession film. Well, that's that's how I see it. Uh, obviously, he wasn't possessed in, in the manner Reagan was, but I just see it as the same thing. And by you saying that God intervened, but the devil never did, it doesn't. Uh, that's yeah. where I, I I don't get. That. And I wasn't saying metaphor. I, I said metaphorically. And the devil are inside all of us, and the fact that Jesse has they have that flashback scene where he's talking to Asher and he says, "I can feel him inside of me." He's talking about God. You think he's talking about the devil because he's hearing those voices. Yes, the devil's in him too. Everyone's within everyone, but there's no actual God or devil here. And again, that's where we differ. I don't think he said him. He said them. And I and here's why I'm, I'm 100%, not 100, I'm 99% sure he said them. And I'll tell you why. He was because, talking about the children when he said yes, them. He's but talking he was talk- about the children. Yes. But he said he didn't paint this. He was guiding me. He didn't say he was guiding me when they when or, they were asking about it. Or I could it. feel him in me, or whatever he said. No, all he said was it isn't finished yet. That's what he told her. So he goes, "How come our daughter's there? This and that." And he goes, "Why can't you stop painting it?" And he goes, "I can't." And he said, "Why?" And he goes, "Because it isn't finished yet." The only reason I'm so sure is because I've seen this three fucking times now, and I'm, you know, oh, yeah. ordinarily I would say I'm probably wrong and you're probably right, and I, I misunderstood. But because I've seen it so many times, I no, know. No, you no. Those lines that you're saying were also in the movie, but he also says there's also a flashback scene where he says, "I can feel him inside of me." How I yeah. view it is that it's God and the devil. So do it, I. The voices are the devil trying to lure him, try to try to to bring him on, and that's who's trying to filter through him through that first painting, which is an upside down cross. And then there's conflict. So there's there is a conflict happening there. Brandon's saying that there's no devil, only God. I'm saying no, there's devil and God. No, not that there's no devil. There's no physical devil. Well, there's no physical God either. What's that kind of yeah. devil? No, but you're saying like he sees him. There's no there's no devil devil there. Well no, he he says he sees him because he does see him. You know what I'm saying? He does see him. It's the devil. And the devil can do whatever the hell he wants to do. He has this guy's soul. He's got him. It's fucking on. He's going to see whatever. The devil is trying to make him. He's trying, like, like the devil always does. He's trying to make make you look like you've accomplished something. You're happy. He's at his place. And that's why he walks right into the damn fire. Because he wants to take his soul eternally. And so he's making him feel like you're walking into something. Are you talking you know, about Ray unwel- now? I, I'm, I, I got, yes, Ray. Confused. Of course. Okay. Ray's being welcomed into something. You know what I mean? Because he's, like, he's excited. He's like, look, it's him. You know what I mean? He wants to be part of this thing. So, of course, the devil's going to make it look like it's something that he he's fucking with his mind. This is something that's enjoyable to you. Come to me. And so he does. That's yeah, but, I all, but ultimately, Ray is just a sick man, not a possessed man. See, that's where I differ. I think he's 100% sick, and I'll tell you why. Because everything he does— No, I, no. You, you think he's possessed? Yes. No. When he's in that house, the house instructs him to kill. And not even— he keeps on keeping on because everywhere he goes, he hears those voices and he has to keep playing the music loud. Like he says to drown out those voices. And yes, it does sound like classic schizophrenia, mental illness. That is what somebody would say, but he did go into that house when he was 12 years old. The same exact thing happened. He lived in that house and instructed him to kill. He killed, went away for 20 years, came out and picked up where he left off. 
it just seems to me. And then now, if Jesse didn't go in the house and have the same things happen to him and hear the voices and go on his zone where he lost track of time for three hours and things happened and he painted his own daughter and fighter, there's things at play here. I just yeah, but yeah. but you notice that his paintings, while violent and disturbing, were actually clues to help him. They were. Because, right. because it was God's will helping him paint those, not just the devil. That's quite possible. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just. But the, I still think that they I, both. I don't. Th- I don't think that. I don't. I, I just. I just don't think he was possessed, uh, Ray. But either way, look, I'm. I'm listening to it. I'm. I'm like. I. I like. I like it both ways. Hey. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> hey. Black Philip approves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, honestly, I, like you said, you saw it three times. I've only seen it once. This is going to to be multiple viewings for me. This will be a first-day purchase when it gets a release. Hopefully it gets a release because some of the better movies that we've really liked over the last couple of years, no physical releases or no Blu-rays anyway. It'll come out. You but for me, first viewing, right off the bat, full head explosion coming in with a solid 9 out of 10 and that is subject to change and go up. Nice. I'll tell you what. I watched it the first two times, and I gave it a nine. After I finished it the third time, I gave it a nine and a half. Nice. Nine and a half out of ten. Nice. Love it. Nice. Like I said, I wanted this to be a ten out of ten out of the gate. I wasn't disappointed, yet I feel very comfortable just because of the questions I had. You guys have helped uh, helped screw this away, but now you've made me more intrigued and wanted to go back to see it. So I'm with Brandon right now. Full head explosion, 9 out of 10, but I only think it can go up from here. Yeah. So once again, we have a February situation where we just miss out on the Hall of Fame, but by a half a point. Wow. But I, have like- a, I have a strong feeling, and I'm just saying this for me because I, I was almost tempted to give it a 9.5 just now just because of the conversation we've been having, especially in the spoilers, because I'm thinking about them. Like, yeah. yeah, you could look at, and I like movies that are open to interpretation. True. Me too. I do too. You know, not to the point where it's like, nothing makes sense. It's like, okay, that makes sense. This makes sense. Let's make it make sense, you know, combining the two or whatever. But, uh, this, this, I have a feeling will be in the hall of fame before year's end. I wouldn't doubt it. See, let me say this about the whole interpretation. To me, everything about this movie they just—they only give you the information you need to know, and it's a very straightforward movie. Yes, and you yeah. don't always see that. Yeah. We're always examining, and does it mean this? And does it really mean this? To me, seems like a movie that is just straightforward. That's why I disagree with you. To me, it seems that we're always scratching beneath the surface, saying, "Well, it's really metaphorical, and this is going on, and it's not what it seems." This movie, to me, is even more special because, to me, everything is what it seems, and it's like nowadays that's like a rarity, and that makes me love it even more. But that's just. My interpretation, you know, whatever. It's straightforward. And I, and I don't, I don't really think your interpretation is wrong, even though we're like differing. It's weird. It's like, again, like I said, I've only seen it once. I, I really got to watch it multiple times. There's depth to it. Like you guys oh, yeah. have been saying, even though it is straightforward and obviously it's a quick paced film. It runs like the movie itself is like 73 minutes. It's oh, really, so cool. it, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's, phen- it's phenomenal though. Any way you interpret it. It's phenomenal, and the fact that it, it can be interpreted in different ways is, is great, and I, I look forward to, to watching it again. Yeah, as well. Definitely. I'll, be, I'll watch it again before next show, so that's saying yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, me too, and I will definitely get that soundtrack because oh, yes. it, it, it might have made me a metal fan. Not that I've 
wasn't a metal fan, just that I never really listened to metal. I have almost all that stuff, actually, already. Yeah, so do I. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you like, uh, what do you call it? You like uh, Calavero Conspiracy? Killing inside, killing inside. In the beginning with the one they're headbanging Yeah, 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 yeah. From the... I, admittedly, I like it from this movie. I To say that I remember it from before, no. I, I like a lot of metal, but, like, I love Ghost. Metallica from back in the day, Iron Maiden, of course, Pantera. Maiden, I don't think was in this movie. I don't think they played nope. any Maiden. But I'm just saying, and generally speaking, some of that was new metal. And I only know a little yeah. bit of new metal. Right. You know, speaking of Metallica, didn't he use Metallica in freaking his other movie too? The Loved Ones. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. yeah. So he's just a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric Embry. Is it Eric? Ethan. Ethan, I was say, I knew I was saying the wrong name. Ethan Embry's a big metal fan as well. He's into all this shit, and he's a freaking he's total method. Like, and he, he sent like stuff to the girl before they started filming the movie. He sent mixtapes or mix CDs, whatever the hell, and said, 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 said this stuff. Get into this music. <laughs> That's stuff. awesome. Like, That's totally awesome. Totally I mean, the performance, and yeah. I mean, it can't really be be undersaid that the performances really were phenomenal. You could tell they were committed to this project, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Totally. Glad we finally yeah. got it. Yeah. The girl wanted to sing Frozen songs. She was into fucking Frozen songs. <laughs> well, she, she, fooled, she fooled me because she seemed so metal in it. <laughs> Dude, what a chick. Like, if I was a young guy, you know, and that girl showed up at school, you wouldn't have to worry about making friends with me. Girl walks into school. Yeah, first, she, yeah, school she was. Your teacher on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. She, was, she was very concerned about her first day at new school. Like, she's like the coolest girl. What a hip chick and such a pretty yeah. little girl, too. You know, you yeah. know yeah. No, yeah, I know exactly what you. She wouldn't have much trouble making friends, you know. But yeah, you did feel for her on the second. Two, sh- two shows in a row where I'm probably going to be listening to music, as a result of conversation and just the movies reviews. Because after last week, I've been listening to Pseudo Echo a lot. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow, I've been listening to Metallica for the past three days. How's that? I've been in a real Metallica kick every time. But when I see the end and from whom the bell tolls come, even the beginning yeah. too, the, when they do the anesthesia thing and they, oh, dude, I love it, you know? But anyway, yeah. And and another one to say, like, look what's happening in 2017 here. Like, if we keep getting things like this, we haven't even gotten Raw yet. I'm, I'm lukewarm on Raw for some reason now. Just, I'm wrong. I, wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Would you say? I'm raw and raw. Yeah, you're raw. I'm, oh, I'm medium well like and raw. raw. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, but I think we are off to another another solid year so far. So hey, I'm all, like, I just checked the list. I'm 15 movies in. I'm on a, I'm, I always start off slow at the beginning of the year, but we're almost a quarter of the way in. As of April 1st, we'll be a quarter of the way in, and I have four movies at eight or above, or eight and a half and above. I mean, they're all eight and a half or nine. This was my first nine. I and definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, we were talking about it. We were joking around last show that you have a lot of films that are, that are highly rated. I haven't checked out some of them. Like, I still haven't checked out The Girl with All the Gifts. I haven't checked out Split. I haven't checked out a bunch of them. Right. So there's there's a bunch of films still to see. And lots of people love years. Split. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do. No, lots of people do. I'm the minority for that one too, but that's fine. I still know that a lot of people like it. So when I was looking, I'm like, oh my God, here's five that I've liked. If you had split to it, there's six yeah. movies that came out this year so far that people are raving about. Yeah, it's like last year we recognized that Don't Breathe was still considered a great film by the majority. Yeah. Even though we didn't love it. Same thing with The Boy. 
it was well received, and I I personally didn't love it. Another solid year we're starting off with. Yep, yep, and we all and we're only one, so. yeah, and we're just scratching the surface. We really are. For sure, it's just gonna build. Indeed. Well, next show we won't be doing 2017. I mean, we'll do probably a couple, at least you know, two round robin. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of that, but we're gonna be concentrating on slashers, and we're gonna be doing the much talked about for the longest time I've been talking about doing this show, but we're gonna do the the, the Savini slasher special. Triple S. Savini. Triple S. Follow <laughs> right after the triple R's. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, next show we are gonna do uh, the burning, the prowler, and maniac. The and burning. Can't... You should see the doctor about that. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I can't wait to do that show. That's all I can say. It's slasher is in season. So yeah, awesome. I'm re- I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me show. too. So, me three. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your nine year old voice? Yeah. <laughs> I'm me really three. looking forward to it. <laughs> Should be a good show. <laughs> oh shit! Awesome. Fuck you, awesome. JP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kidding. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, guys, let's shut this motherfucker down. Yeah, yeah, let's shut it down. Exploding yeah. headquarters. I just got to, I just got one thing to say to the listeners before we leave. Don't let your schooling get in the way of your education. <laughs> <laughs> good line it's a great fucking line it is it is great it's late we're tired thanks everybody we can't thank you enough for listening for contributing everything else thank you jason lloyd we don't say thank you enough to you and um yeah (laughs) we love all you guys you do okay i don't damn it thank you jason (laughs) so yeah we love you all take care we're the exploding heads you're not Peace out. Everyone dies, everyone dies. Yeah, okay. That's all the metal I got. <laughs>